Hey, man, why are you trying to bunk a guy get in that power hole right there, man? I did not understand a word you said. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. came all over the place. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Well, if you want to be like me, a loser, go ahead and smoke. You won't go to hell if you send money. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. Wait till you see what happens next. Shit, I love boots. So good. That was the last comedy I clapped. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. Call me, say, fuck the CPP. Fuck Google. Fuck Canada. Fuck Trudeau. Fuck all the Democrats, fuck all the Republicans, MAGA for life. Peace. Oh yeah. We're feeling it. Feeling it and dealing it. We got deep cuts, we got long shot callbacks, we got Tuesday nights. Hope you're feeling alright. It is January 30th, 2024, and you're listening to Bull After Bull, episode 296, the last bowl of January. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And this is some laid back shit you're bringing in with us. I like this. Yeah, some uh, dig it. lo-fi, vaporwave. Yeah. They had, that, they had that extra crunch fuzz in there in the, at the beginning, man, but it, like, chills out yeah. a little bit. It's, like, a little too much. They, like, push it. It's like, come on, man. It's just got to be in the back there. It's, like, it's flavor. It's not the main main course, you know? <laughs> yeah. Be like drinking the honey mustard. Come on. That's just supposed to enhance the shit, you know? I like it, though. Yeah, give it like a little, it. uh... Homegrown flavor. Yeah, you know, a little chef's kiss, little chef's kiss. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're broadcasting live on the Mighty No Agenda stream every Tuesday night after DHN Plug racks up. Of course, got that 24-hour stream going over at stream.bowlafterbowl.com with uh, not only this live show, but a recurring playlist of our Bowls with Buds little conversations that we've had over the past few years. Some of our buds and Thursday nights, you put a little uh, musical action. That's right. 
on the stream. 7 p.m. Central, you can hear homegrown hits over at stream.bullafterbull.com and on the No Agenda stream, the mighty No Agenda stream. It is me, Mary-Kate Ultra, and Daisy B. Cooper bringing you exclusively DMU tunes. I should probably try it. You should try it. You'll love it. You'll come back for seconds. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. All decentralized music. So if you send a boost during a song, go straight to the artist. You got to love that. Yeah. It's really cool. A lot of fun. And we got lots of new songs this week. Tease, tease. Ooh. Teaseroonie. Everybody's been working overtime at the uh, Demu factory. Yeah, that's right. You love to see it. Yep. Let the onboarding commence and continue. Not everybody, everybody, but like most people. Yeah. Thunderroad.media. That's right. See you out there. <laughs> Got that hustle going. That's right. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. Yes. Most memorably for me was the last podcast we did. Oh, absolutely. Sunday well, after the Great No Agenda f- wrapped up. Well, right before that, Fish Tank wrapped up. Oh, uh, yeah. The night before. A little Fish Tank final finale boxing uh, showdown. Yeah. A beautiful ending. Showdown with the Modown. Very wholesome. And, uh, yeah. Shinji got mowed down. And my endorsement won. Look at that. Good for you. Look at that. Would you look at that? Shinji was my first endorsement. And I, I had a Shinji endorsement for a second. Jimmy was my longest endorsement. TJ, once, and once TJ got that smooch. You kept it. From Taylor, I switched to him and I had not changed. I was tempted to change... I did endorse uh, Tay at one point. Yep, that's who my endorsement was on when it all wrapped up. But Taylee, good game. I think Taylee was my first endorsement, in fact. Nice. But then uh, something about that thing and TJ, and I was like, nah, this is the player character right here. (laughs) This This is is the the player character right here. I recognize him. You know him when you see him. I'm him. I've been him. I will continue to be him. Uh, we also got this new video thing rocking over at Owncast. We put, we installed an Owncast. It's not over at Owncast. That implies that we would be like hopping on some kind Somewhere of platform else. and you got to get an account and all that bullshit. No, 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 no. We na 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 na. We installed a Owncast server with a little line node that we spun up, and uh, you can go to Owncast after bowl. Dot com, uh, and there's Vidya, and we don't know what the hell we're doing still. We did it, uh, we're trying to just do little things with it, okay? Yeah. And we're opening suggestion, uh, open ideas, open to goofing around, you know? It's not like a super serious show. <laughs> uh, what? It gets serious at times, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fun. It's supposed to be trialamente. It's supposed to be like, you know, we're doing things here and there. What works? I don't know. Hell if I know. Yeah, it's just some bowlers hanging out. Never know till you find out. And uh, you can find out. Owncast.bullafterbull.com. We got the IRC overlay in there now. It's beautiful. Pull the background away from it. It's not in its final form. There's a lot. There's, you know, I want to tweak more. Your man's only got so much time on his hands. So much grime on his hands, you know? Oh, I know. But I think this IRC overlay, it reminds me a lot of how Nick the Rat does it. Nick, I love that. What an inspiration. Nick is my, like, uh, North Star. 
Yes. When it comes to trying out this video thing, when it comes to uh, what I want to play with in OBS, what it, what it, when it comes to mayonnaise consumption, when it comes to a lot of things, really, that are important to me. Nick is my North Star, my guiding light, the one I look to to try and like find a blueprint. So I see you. You are my shining star. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I need to find some wolf ears. Oh. Or something. No, I can't really cop the rap, but uh, I'm not trying to bite styles. I'm just trying to um, steal from the great, steal like an artist. Steal like an artist. Yeah, that's how you do it. And uh, yeah, that would be my that would be my um, target for theft. Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't tell him. He thinks he <laughs> uh, he he thinks he has my kidney. <clears throat> Which is cool. Don't tell him it's not what it is. It's on ice. It's good. It should work for It'll his purposes work. anyway, what he wanted it for. So um, he'll get just as much money in the end. But uh, I was using both of mine. Still am. So, yeah, at the time. At the time. Uh, one got a little rocky there for a second, but I, I still need him. So anyway. Uh, you are correct. We had a humongous time last Sunday after the big show. Huge time. Huge. <laughs> uh, we might have even uh, won a big trophy. No but we don't spoilers. Know. But we don't know. But we don't know. Uh, eight douchebags went head to head in a bracket style tourney known as Battle of the Douchebags. Ba 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 ba! Hosted by uh, ultra famous Sir Seat Sitter and uh, super glamorous Booberry. The Mothman that you know and love. And it was uh, you and I with Mary-Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. That's right. Bringing eight douches, two, two douches apiece. Mm-hmm. So I had Travis Kelsey of the mighty Kansas City Chiefs, who, uh, I don't know, they're going to the- You might have heard of them. Fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. I saw so a headline today. People, the Chiefs are the new Patriots. People are starting to get sick of us. Yep. Feels which, good, man. Which is where you want to be. <laughs> That's where you want to be. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Everything I want to say is a spoiler right now. But I had to kick the whole thing off, and I was uh, not nervous, but Mary Kid Ultra said it best. Combing through the history of these douchebags to get the best clips and the douchiest moments, oh, it's, it's heavy on your soul. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listening to hours and hours and hours of these celebrities, you know, just, mm. ugh. Well, yeah. I Inflate had, their own ego. I had Kelsey, but then I also had David Cross. Duh. And you know what? Like, Kelsey, he just kept making me laugh, you know? Yeah. Like, he, I found the douchiest clips ever of him, for sure. He completely makes an ass out of himself frequently. Uh, one thing I didn't even get to on the show, so I can get to it here. Uh, and I didn't, there's not a good clip of it. It's not quality. There's a decent clip of him talking with his brother on their podcast. They do a podcast together, uh, New Heights. Yes. Podcast. And they're talking about the trip that the Chiefs took to the Joe Biden White House. Oh, After boy. the second Super Bowl win. 
And uh, <laughs> I remember seeing that. One of the stories is they were like standing in the Oval Office and somebody pointed out there's like a, a little door or crawl space or something like on the floor right by the desk. And they were saying that like uh, Jack Kennedy Jr. used to like crawl out of there, you know, or play around on oh, the floor down there. Sure. And then like. Uh, they had to hold Kelsey back because he was like going to go do, you know what I mean? Like somebody said, you think you can fit in there or something? And he was just like <laughs> ready to go crawl around on the floor. Uh, and he got close, but then like people yanked him back. Like, no, bro, that was a joke. Yeah, I saw during, I think it was that trip, they were out on the grass out front and Biden said something at the podium and then he walked away and Kelsey just starts approaching the microphone and Mahomes like grabs him and is yeah. like no, no no sorry guys sorry That's, that was the <laughs> clip I kind of like it just wasn't good enough to be persuasive in a douchebag battle yeah but it was like it's a visually so hilarious cringe and like the perfect uh encapsulation of like Travis Kelsey's energy. It was like there was a hot mic on an open podium and he's like one step away from it. <laughs> yeah. He just can't resist something like that. And he literally steps up to it and he's like, Yeah, so I've been waiting for this for a long time. And then you just hear it cut off and you see Pat Mahomes just like grab him and like throw him back into the crowd. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, Sorry, 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 sorry. Hilarious. Travis, I imagine everywhere they go, Travis is always the guy that has to respond to that. Whose man's is this? Whose man's is this? Hey, come get your boy. And then Patrick's got to be like, sorry, I'm sorry. It's my boy. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's caught a lot of touchdown passes. So like, you know, just give him some slack. I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think he broke a record this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a Jerry Rice record. Wow. Yeah. He's a douche though, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. There was some absolutely heavy hitting douches. And then, uh, yeah, you had David Cross. It, David oof. Cross did uh, the soul weight thing that you're uh, talking about. That hit me with Cross for sure. Didn't hit me with Travis. Travis is like um, kind of. He's entertaining. It's yeah. The it's stupidity. Like, it's is like if you have too much fast food, you know, or you eat a bunch of ignorant candy or something, you know, and you're like, "Well, that wasn't the best idea," but it was, it was a little fun, you know. Yeah. Like uh, guilty pleasure kind of stuff. Yep. David Cross just made your insides crawl to your outsides, and your outsides crawl off somewhere else to the desert. Yeah, it was joyless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my two were quite joyless. <laughs> <laughs> I started off. I, I, not really a spoiler. If you didn't hear the episode, you do need to go listen to it. Yes, abs uh, in a six pack. Yeah, you can go to shitmyass.com dot com and uh -huh. find it there. Uh, but I was the first. I had the first douchebag up for battle, and my first douchebag to battle was Neil Diamond, which was a little bit of a selfish pick, <laughs> based out of Massachusetts trauma. Growing up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is for me and Cotton Gin, basically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's that's exactly who it was for. Yeah. Uh, but I think it struck a lot of people. Yeah, well, that's the thing uh, with my two douches. I knew that I was coming from a place of, like, nobody's going to really know and pre-hate my two douches, right? So I have, to, I have a lot of work to do making the case. And I think that Neil Diamond was another one where, like, Neil Diamond, probably everybody has heard of Neil Diamond. Probably everybody knows 
sweet Caroline, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But do they know that he's a douche? <laughs> do they believe that he's a douche? Can you convince them that he is, in fact, a douche? And I yes. think you made a uh, compelling case that he is indeed uh, a pretty big douche. Thank you. I, <laughs> I believe though, so. You know, he didn't make it past round one. That was tough. It was tough matchups. You know, when you. Hey, no spoilers. When you're going great, but you go against a, just a heavy hitter, you never know what can happen. Yep. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. My second douche was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Now, in terms of stepping up to the starting line, waiting for the gun to go off, bringing Taylor Swift to a battle of douchebags has all of the flavor that you want, has all of the, like the factors that you uh, would probably desire. It was horrible. Including... Uh, household name, yeah. Uh, pre-hate, um, clips that give and then give some more. Yeah, pretty pretty much everything you'd want. I was envious of your pick for that one. Yeah, she was a strong douchebag for a, sure. It was a smart pick. However, I was going to say it was horrible timing because the White House decided to bring up this Taylor Swift AI art controversy. And send bots crawling on social media sites like Twitter. And I think that may have caused Sweet Sir Seat Sitter's account to be flagged as abuse and harassment because her face was in the Nestworks art for Battle of the Douchebags and he got his account put into account jail. Free city. Yeah. Free Sir Seat Sitter. City did nothing wrong. He's appealing it. Um, but he, he's made these battles. He's, he's appealing in general. I might just oh, for the record state. Absolutely. He's appealing in general. <laughs> uh, he's made these battle of the douchebag posts every time, you know, with right, yeah, Nestworks like, art or other related art. It's and, never you know, been cited for harassment, but scroll around on Twitter, you know, scroll goodness. around on Twitter or don't, uh, you're going to find people calling each other uh, far worse than douchebag. Yeah, I call it the bird shite for a reason, guys. Let's allow uh, explicit hardcore porn and not allow a battle of the douchebags promo tweet. I know, she's fully clothed in the art, might I add. Yeah, it just has like, uh, she's wearing a Where's Waldo outfit and she's it's got her name on it. My idea, though, is that he just blacks out her entirely and puts a question mark on it like who's that douchebag oh, kind of like who's that pokemon if but- <laughs> he's actually forced to delete the tweet yeah yep just get her out of there and- <sighs> i don't even know if a real human being looks at those uh appeals you know like unless you have some uh some kind of a uh connection no idea you know what i mean well all he has to do is delete the tweet but that's very un-American. You know, if, <laughs> you know if, damn it. If the ops keep banning Sir Seat Sitter, they're going to get dragged around the block. They're going to be looking like some kind of Resident Evil 5 downloadable content. <laughs> campaign character. Campaign extra. That's what they're going to be looking like. Yep. That's my word. God damn it. Leave City alone. <laughs> Free Sir Seat Sitter. He does nothing but good. Is the greatest URL on the internet, shitmyass.com. What's, it's true. What's a better website than that? Podtard.com is pretty good, too. Uh-oh. This clip is worth playing right now, straight from City himself. <laughs> the man, the myth. 
The ass shitter. All right. Well, you know, this is the ultimate trust. This is the trust I have for Sir Seat Sitter. Are you married? I'm divorced. Would you like to talk about that? There are two types of people in this world. Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. <laughs> My ex-wife loves him. I see. <laughs> so what you're saying is that even though you are an almost paralyzed, multiphobic personality that is in a constant state of panic, your wife did not leave you. You left her because she liked Neil Diamond. Makes nothing but sense to me. Beautiful. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. It's that been movie. a hot minute since I saw What About Bob? He says, that's it. You can stop it. Listen, Sir Seat Sitter, if you post a 39-second YouTube clip in my chat, I'm going to play the whole motherfucking thing, okay? Yeah, that's less just, than a minute, no problem. That's the risk you run. You don't get to drop links and then make programming calls, man. It's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not gonna clip it down beforehand, but uh, you can stop it now. You can stop now. I'll tell you on a delay to stop it. And, you know, by the time the 17 seconds passes and you actually read my message, the YouTube clip's gonna be done playing anyway. Yeah, he sounds just like that too. Kind of like a, a softer Alex Jones. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Alex Jones is pretty puffy. Yeah, <laughs> he's puffy. I'm not saying soft. Soft was a horrible word. My it's, bad. It's not a word for it, but. Jones has definitely got a puff to him, right? The other douchebags that were battling that day include Bono, who I started off the day saying Bono, and Spencer's like, Bonobo, really, let's be honest. Bono, Lena Dunham, Oprah, and Joe Rogan. I mean, it was an all-star crew of douchebags, you guys. unfair to even pick a winner from all of those. Crazy. It's true. Yeah. We had a quarterback on the Chiefs named Bono, not Bono, but Bono. Oh, really? Was it spelled the same way? B-O-N-O? It was. Huh. And when he took the field, uh, everyone would say, oh no, Bono. <laughs> wow. It was a different era. Um, it was a much different era. That reminds me of the Chiefs player we have now, Pacheco. And I grew up in a community with a family of Pachecos. Spelled exactly the same way. It's weird. You know, different people say the same letters differently. Yeah. Yeah. No symbols or anything to help you out. So, yeah. Catch up on Battle of the Douchebags if you were not there live. It was a great one. A banger. Yeah. One for the, one for the history books. Yeah. All of the BOTDs are great. It's a great format. And uh, them boys are brilliant for coming up with it. Yeah. And I love the audience participation. Voting in the polls. It's fun. It's like a big, happy family event, really, is what goes down. A big, happy family small group event. Um, What else we got coming up? Uh, Cena's turn of five. Yes. On Friday. Yeah, our second bullet. Bullet number two, a Cena. Time flies when you're having fun. It's true. Yep. And so. she had one request for her birthday. To go to Toot Toot Diner. <laughs> She's got to have the toot toot. Yeah, it's a great spot. It's so, what, like an hour and a half north of here? Heading yeah, up to Iowa? Sounds about right. A cute little truck stop diner, and oh, their food is to die for. Great home cooking. And with a name like Toot Toot, I mean, 
come on. It's a winner. You got to love it. We do. Uh, you also got to love all the bowlers out there that make this thing happen. Right? Give That's me, right. Give me crazy ideas to uh, run with. Yeah. Pa- pass links in the chat. <laughs> uh, hang out and make uh, asshole comments that we can laugh at. That happens at uh, zeronode.irc.net. You can go into the... I'm sorry, irc.zeronode.net. You'll have to forgive my word dyslexia. I'm neurodivergent, or whatever they're calling it now. Uh, But get in there. You can go to bowlafterbowl.com, click on the Listen Live button, and there's a Kiwi link that can get you started. If you don't know anything about IRC, it's okay. It just loads up a chat in an internet tab, browser tab, and you can get started that way. Simple then, as. Uh, you hang out there long enough and you just get red-pilled over and over about IRC and getting a client and uh, pretty soon you'll be running a lightning node before you know it. <laughs> yes. So hang out in the bowl, as we call it. In the bowl. Uh, this is the part of the show where we like to thank people who uh, contribute, though. Like the bowlers in the chat. Like the bowlers who send in. Uh, they just really inject their time, talent, and treasure into the system. Right, the value for value model that we all know and love in this small group. Uh, what it means is we put all this love and uh, entertainment and information out there for you to access. We give you the value up front, right? Yeah, just put it out there in the open. No money down, no obligation, bad credit, no credit, don't sweat it. You can access all of the content. We don't do any goofy ad reads. We're not uh, paid for by some weird shadowy uh, puppet masters who would want you to go and uh, download an app to get more pills to fuck you up harder. We are just some regular cats, just like you. And so we can all do this thing together. And that's the beauty of value for value. And uh, we love it and treasure it so much that we put this segment right up front because we find it quite important to thank the people who uh, keep this thing going week after week, bowl after bowl. Uh, there's nobody in the PayPal's this week, but uh, if you want to be in the PayPal's and be uh, King Cheese of the PayPal, there's a, there's a little opportunity there. You could go to bowlafterbowl.com, scroll all the way down the bottom and hit donate button and uh, fill out the number yourself. That's what value for value is all about. The question really is, uh, what value did you get? And we can't answer that for you. That's a question that you have to come up with yourself. That's all. Uh, but we did get some good Boostagram action. In fact, I've been seeing some of those come in on the chat. It makes me wonder. Uh, Why we're not hearing any pins crashing? Fountain is intermittent. I'm not seeing anything uh, since yesterday. Oof for the uh, helipad, but we can scroll back six days ago because it's not quite seven. And we can see our delimiter. There we go. Well, sorry, you know, people are looking at their phone right now, pulling up their favorite nude podcast app and maybe uh, formulating a hilarious boostergram at this minute. Maybe they just need a little bit of music. Boost bot down, helipad silent. Uh, I did arm the helipad, so it should be making sounds if something hits this. Yeah. But, you know, I did see a boost bot earlier. I know mm-hmm. I, I know. Yeah, I, did. I saw Harf Hat's boost come through. It said anonymous, but it was Harf Hat through Curiocaster. I and saw I saw a buoy steed, steed from Fountain. Come yep, through Fountain. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, okay. So I've got those two from the chat. 
I'm just trying to do a little kind of back of the napkin diagnostics here because I really don't know what's going on. It's crazy. People like look at me like I'm one of the guys that knows what's going on. And bro, if, <laughs> if this is near the top, then we've got some serious problems. <laughs> this is the top of the knowledge mountain. Then we should probably fucking panic, y'all. No. Um, no need to panic. We just. You know, figure it out one bowl at a time. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, we did have a stand-in for Harv Hat last week. That's right. Because uh, Bowley Steed was taking the reins. But then Harv Hat did end up hitting us from Boost CLI with no message at the fade-out. So we appreciate you, Harv Hat. Can you please play my Boost music? 1420 sats. Uh, yeah. I didn't know you had Boost music. People always ask me, how do I get into boosting and boostograms? What the hell is a boostogram? How do I participate? And uh, my advice that I always give them is to take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com and get yourself a nude podcast app, one that uh, can handle boostograms. You can sort them all by value, and that's what you want, an app that does value. And preferably, you put this music on while you do it, or Lorian will get mad at me, and then uh, I will take it out on you. I'm gonna boost some stats. I've got forty thousand in my wallet. I'm 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 boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. It is. Fucking hey, Citizen awesome. made that jingle. It's great. Yeah. I gotta hear it every it, Tuesday night. It's a banger. It's a banger. And uh, the different flow has got me a little bit fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. I also usually explain the value for value thing as being part of the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. But, you know, who can remember protocol? And then when nodes are acting weird and, uh... Is everyone here very stoned? You might be onto something. <laughs> huh. You might be, uh, you might be onto something. Uh, Bear Snare hit us, by the way, 2222. He said, I'll get into a motherfucking ring of fire. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. He hit us from Podcast Guru. Uh, 6969 from Hey Citizen also. All right. Speak of the devil. 69! 69, dudes! Speak of the devil and he will send a boost. Uh, he asks, does Albie work yet? I, uh, I don't know. I was actually about to ask you, you might peek at your Albie yes. wallet too and see if there's any additional hints in there since your split is currently pointed there. Absolutely. Go into my dashboard now. Uh, while I stumble around some more in the dark, we did have an Oyston Bears boost. Aw, Oyston Bears. 666. Thank you. Uh, from Podverse, he says, LNBeats.com. LNBeats.com? No, no, no. All the cool kids are going to LNBeast.com. Okay. All right. LNBeast.com. L-N-B-E-A-S-T.com. I'll have to check that out. That sounds intriguing. It Brings you right there. Sounds like a great website. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Thank you for the uh, hot tip. God knows I need to be where the cool kids are at. <laughs> well, we did have that whole LN beat down last week. <laughs> yeah. I'm constantly bonking people with the LN beats. <laughs> oh, you can't find any new music? I've got a treasure trove to show you. No, that's killer. That's the Baron of Rotterdam, by the way. Yeah. He's got a V for V music podcast also. That's right. Mutton Mead and Music. I thought you were going to say it. You should Sorry. check it out. You should check it out. Mutton Mead and Music, of course. Check it out. 
I thought I was going to let you go for it. I was staring at my Albi uh, wallet. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it does uh, leave you speechless, definitely, when you pull it up and start scrolling and a uh, little drool comes out the side of your mouth. And <laughs> yeah. Things happen to your brain. Uh, I'm very uh, proud of you. How many homegrown hits boost I always have to scroll past during this segment? Yeah, I'm proud of us, too, and the Homegrown Hits ladies, the DMU like, DJs. Uh, some of these splits are working, that's for sure. Yep. I wonder if it's not because of my tiny, tiny split over there, why it always is so uh, reliable. Mm. Maybe Booberry's onto something with tiny splits, mm. and a lot of them. Maybe just make them small and jam a fuckload of them in there. Yeah, just give me 1% on everything. Maybe. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the magic sauce. All sat stack. Maybe that's the the key this whole time. And we've just been fucking it up. A thousand sats from someone actually who we saw in the chat. Yeah. Actually. Thank you, someone actually. Thousand sats from Fountain. He says, cool and good, which was very touching. You'll love to hear it. I, yeah. I can die a, a complete man now. You can put that on my tombstone. Cool and good. Sums it up. I always wanted to be cool and good for internet strangers. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we appreciate you. We appreciate the boost. Love to have you aboard. It's always good to uh, have old friends and new friends in this thing. That's all right. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a treasure and a pleasure. We had a lot of Battle of Douchebag boosts also, because we were splitting up for that. All the hosts there. And that brings me to tonight. We did have 4269 come in from... Uh, like you said, anonymous, which is certainly Harvat, his his signature calling card. Yeah, he gets the live notification when the bowl gets lit mm-hmm. and boosts the mediamente. And if uh, a certain time rolls around and he hasn't got that live notification, he notifies me. That's right. To send it to him and the rest of the world, uh, and I promptly comply. It's a valuable service. This is another like people don't understand how. Uh, tiny value can be you know and i think that the podcasting 2.0 boosts and the little pieces of satoshis like people cheese that in the event in the um in the vein of like oh well they sent you 17 cents you know oh. I've, I've heard people say shit like that why do you bother putting it in fiat though and it's like dog you don't understand like First of all, nobody sent me 17 cents. I've never received 17 cents because you can't really do that unless you come and throw pennies at my face. You can't really send me 17 cents. You can send sats, which right now today are, you know, if you send a little bit are worth a little bit. But that's the beauty of it. You can micro the value and then just like drip it over time. That steady drip is so valuable. Yes. the, The little stuff, like a link at a hilarious time in the show. It's so valuable. Like, how am I going to put a number on that? You know? Right. You can't. And uh, I don't know. People have a fucked up mentality, really. It just comes to, down to mentality and perspective. But it's value. You think it's not value? Like, pff, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I would it'd be sad to have that perspective. I always think that. Because I see incredible value in these little bits and pieces. That's the beauty of it. Like you don't have a floor and you don't have a ceiling for value. Like people can come and interact as they please, which is freedom, which I support freedom. We like to be free. We like to be grown ass adults and, uh, get down with it. We also had a boost from Bowley Steed. Bowley Steed. Hell yeah. And, uh, 
She boosted 8888. Ain't that great? Ooh, hell yeah. With bowling emoji, puff of smoke, winky kiss heart face. I love that one. It's one of my favorites. And uh, multiple music notes. And then she said, let's go bowling. Yeah. Bowling, Glad to have you with us. Bowling, bowling. No bowler I'd rather bowl with than Bully Steed. Uh, and that is all the information that I have. Do you have any extra insight? Oh, let me uh, look back at the dashboard. I see. Um, no, it looks like you got all the bowl after bowl boosts coming through. Sick. For cool. meow. Excellent. Right on. Um, yes. Cool. No, that's good. Uh, we appreciate all of the value that comes back. We are... In an Whoa, there's a boost. Fucking crap, it definitely works. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but have a do. Yeah, but too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but dabba too. Uh yes, so TJ the raffle. Woo! Smashing your ears. Uh and smashing your fears with 1953 sats out of Podverse. Look at that. And uh he says, Oh my god, I did miss a boost. It does. I scrolled because I got into this uh battle of the douchebags. Hole, but I did get this boost, so I will read it in just a second. But Strategic <laughs> the Raffle just uh, hit us in the head with 1953 sats, and he said, DeLorean got mad skills with that split kit and homegrown hits. Always Aww. grateful for all you both do for the DMU. Grateful for you, Raffle yeah, T. Yeah, Oh my god, Raffle T, when he hit the scene, man, it was just like the big lungs filling up with oxygen. Of this Demu thing, you know? I yeah. was kind of like, yeah, what are we going to do, man? Wave Lake's kind of taking over the scene and no one really... And then uh, Sir TJ, he just heard what I was saying about like the vision and, and what's important in this whole process. And to me, what's important is artists control the value flow and control the distribution, right? That's the whole reason that the music scene is fucked right now and has been for decades longer than i've been alive is because artists have little to no say in the value flow and in the distribution of their own arts okay those are the two crucial things that we are solving with demia crucial things and so if you don't have control of the value flow and you don't have control of the distribution of your own arts then uh, it doesn't solve the problems. And so you've got to keep trying. And he understood that immediately. He recognized that, and now he's just been telling everybody else. I don't really know a lot of musicians, especially not pro musicians. I know a few. I know a few, but the ones that I know uh, are pretty much already clued in. You know what I'm saying? Or they are, don't have ears to hear. Yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few of those too. But uh, he knows a lot of people who um, do and are. And so we're super grateful for him. He's really been a the hugest breath of fresh air. So thanks for the boost, man. Appreciate yeah, you. thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. And then, uh, yes. Yes, indeed. I did get a Hey Citizen boost yesterday. Hey, Citizen. 69, 69, dudes. It was a 6969 dude. It was uh, out of Podverse. And he said, he said, we should follow each other. Oh, we already do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a chat GPT reference. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't be a little cunty cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's my chat GPT reference. <laughs> uh, pins falling. Things are working. Uh, I'm astounded. 10101 sats from Podverse from Piranesi. Oh, thanks, Piranesi. Coming through there. No note, just the boost. And we appreciate you very much. Appreciate you very much. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate all of our boosters. Appreciate all of them. You can boost live. You can boost uh, later on down the road. And the fun thing about value for value too is like things we do with the bowls with buds or the special events like Battle of the Douchebags. You've got those splits that last forever, you know. So after the show's over, people can go back in time and listen to it again and enjoy it. And this this value we're trying to have like no shelf life on it, right? Or like a infinite shelf life. Maybe it's a better way to describe it. Just saying like, hey, this stays fresh and you can boost it forever. Fantastic. That's right. When you uh, come back to clip us for shows, or well, not you, but like your great, great, great grandchildren 300 years from now. They <laughs> 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 boosted these nodes still. Yeah. They'll still be chicken. They'll be like the internet. What the hell was that? The Bolets, Bolets will be running the show. <laughs> a different show. It's also not all about dollars, cents, sats, like money. Uh, and we really try to drive that point week after week, bowl after bowl. We make a, a concentrated effort to expand people's mindset on what the value can be and where the value can lie and where you can get value. Yeah, because it's all over the place, man. Sorry, man. You can make jingles if you're a musician, like the one you heard from Hey Citizen. We got another couple great ones coming up. And you can make art for chapters and episodes because we use new art week after week, bowl after bowl. You could simply pass the bowl to someone you believe will enjoy it. That's how we find new bowlers. It's always fun to hang out with new bowlers. Absolutely. I heard a boost come through, so yeah, I'm going it's, to pause. It's fun to hang out with new bowlers, old bowlers. Uh, bowl, All the bowlers. Bowley Steed just boosted us 33-33. Woo! And she said, uh, says here, she said that, uh, deem you authenticity. Sir TJ Rathel was a game changer paradigm shift. I could not, I could not agree more heartily. He yeah. really did, uh, he really did even out the teeter-totter. At a time when I was very, uh, I don't know. You can listen to our bowls with buds with TJ, and uh, we really got into all of it there. So I won't, I won't burden you with it yet again. But look it up. And also, it's a good one. Yeah, the Dwarfels rock my world on a daily basis. So yeah. check out into the Dwarfel verse too. Do it up. Yeah, those guys. I love those like companion musician podcasts. Really came up with a fantastic, brilliant, fresh podcasting format for musicians that like any touring artist should perk up and pay attention to and be taking notes from those guys because that is the way to do it the way Absolutely. that they're doing it is genius it's like i had kind of vague ideas of something like this but then he came along and he made it realer than real and and uh just so much better than even my like and imagine the future trippy brain was you know fa trying to figure it out he just kind of knocked it out of the park. Thank you, Bowley Steed, for pointing out uh, the truth. Yes. 
And I, there's one final way to contribute value to the bowl that I can think of off the top of my stony head right now. And that is to give us a call, because we have a phone number with a voicemail box that you can leave a message in. And every week, we have a first time I ever topic in case you don't know what to say. Uh, this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever rode a motorbike. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 And the play of That's right, and we don't screen the messages, we just play them, so whatever's clever, man. We live dangerously. And we stay dangerous. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You can also send a text message or a picture message if you're voice shy or in a dead zone. Whatever floats your boat. Many such cases. Many such cases. Yeah, like I said, I believe uh, Bowler's... Uploaded an entire camera roll. <laughs> he is throwing them up there for sure. Nice. Wolfsburg. Cheers to Wolfsburg. Ah, cheers, Wolfsburg. Uh, I, I, I see pro- some quality content I'm, in there. I'm looking so. through. I'm not going to pretend like I understand it all, but I'm doing my best, man, with limited capacity, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Keep them coming, my man. Um, yeah. This is usually the part where we roll into a different segment, uh, but we really love all the value you guys uh, bring to the show, and we try our best to match it each time. Now we want to talk about uh, a different subject we like to call. Oh yeah, don't you want to build a node? I want to. Don't you want to build a node? But uh... it's a to-do list thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like, uh, here's the thing about building a node. I want you to want node right i want uh i want you to get off zero on this whole bitcoin thing okay but i'm not going to make you do it and i'm not going to send uh you an on-chain transaction and make you pick a wallet tell you what the best wallet is all that kind of shit that people usually ask me i just want you to get off zero figure it out you got to do some research open up several wallets and, and figure out how to get off zero get in the car and drive i want you to start figuring out what money actually is it's how they fuck with us you know i, I meet some people who are like captain base pilled right but then um you know there's all these um globalist conspiracies in this uh bloodlines and global control and everything and like how how does it all work together you know people will say follow the money to me and then they can't like tell me what money is and what it has been and what it will be when it should be and bitcoin kind of uh when you explore that topic you learn a lot about all of that i would have not known any thing about it anything about these really crucial issues for humanity the actual mechanism by which, you know, how you think they pull it off? How do you think they control everyone? How do you think they fuck us year after year? Money. Money, or what they call money. You know, what they've turned it into. And so, 
that is what I want for you. And so that means that I want to plant this idea in your mind that you want to build a node, but I don't want to make like some kind of guilt trip of, I don't have a node tonight or tomorrow. Like, uh, if you know anything about me, <laughs> then, you know, the timeline, you know, lowering your time preference too. This is one of the Bitcoin boy memes, like the Bitcoin maxi memes, lowering your time preference. And it's another nice thing about Bitcoin. It's saying like, you know, once you figure things out and do a little bit, just do what you can a bit by bit and just make sure that you at least are getting better every day that you're improving every day or that you're maintaining that you're not backsliding back into some old unhealthy bullshit, right? We want to be getting better every day, every week, every month, every year. You're a better you. And uh, it goes hand in hand with the whole Bitcoin scene and ethos, even though it's expressed in so many radically different ways. You know, I wouldn't say that people uh, huffing the Bitcoin gas are all uh, of like, uh, political stripes or of like uh, like mind on what the future should hold or look like or you know who to vote for or what to do in that kind of sense but as far as the fundamentals go we kind of have a place to to build a future with and lower time preference is part of it so the whole point of you know Lorian you've been you've been talking about I want to build a node and it's something that I definitely sympathize with of like God, there's so much shit I've wanted to do for so long. And, and you can fall into the trap of saying, oh, I haven't done it yet. That means I'm a failure. Oh, it's not here yet. That means I suck. That means I'm never going to do it because I haven't done it yet. No, just you keep that want and desire and you keep learning and you stop trying so hard. You get out of your own way and you just kind of do what you can and allow things to unfold around you and start to see life in a different way. That's the point. Uh, That's tough, though. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard being me and trying to organize rings of fire than being like, all right, I got, now I've got uh, uh, probably about a dozen people ready cool. for rings of fire. And uh, I'm one remember, of them. And, and even Sunday, I was like, I'll be goddamned if I'm going to sit down Tuesday night and say I haven't done, I haven't sent out the emails for the ring of fire. Well, you know, I'm not going to say it because I promised myself I wouldn't. How about that? Uh, I uh, I did find. Sorry, I, I was just gonna give my node update. Yeah, my umbral has, I think, six channels still pending a close, because I haven't gone in and done the. I think it's called like a parent child force close, or were you up? Yeah, you. Uh, how many? Child pays for parents. CPFP. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because a fee bump. my fees are too low mm -hmm. to ever get in. Well, <laughs> it feels like. Here's the wild thing about that, too. Um, and let me, I guess, just explain and back up a little bit bird's eye view of, of the on-chain transa transactions. This is, after all, on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit stain. So when you're opening or closing a channel, what you're doing is broadcasting an on-chain Bitcoin transaction. Okay? And so... Whether you have a channel force close or whether you close it mutually, <clears throat> it's it puts a on-chain Bitcoin transaction out there into the mempool of all of the potential mining nodes, okay? 
And if you go to mempool.space, you can see a mempool, right? It's not the mempool. There is no the mempool, okay? But it is one mempool of one node that is kind of publicly facing. And many nodes agree and have the uh, similar consensus that they're going to grab the highest fees, uh, the highest fees in transactions, and they're going to publish those in the next block if they find it. So... In the Lightning Node world, if a channel closes, or opens for that matter, if you broadcast one of these transactions on-chain, uh, let me just pull up mem uh, mempool.space currently so I can get some real-time examples of what I'm talking about. If you went to mempool.space, you'd see that the next block, uh, it costs at least 25 sats per virtual byte to get in there. So you would have to set your fee at at least 25 sats per virtual byte if you want to get into that very next block, right? And the more transactions that come in that are higher fees, the more that gets bumped out to the next block and the next block, et cetera. So right now we're in the high 20s to low 30s as far as the minimum fee to get into a block, which um, compared to the last, I don't know, let's say six, eight months is relatively low. Uh, historically, it's still kind of high, but relatively low compared to recent history. Now, if you have a transaction broadcast that is far too low, so we said that the minimum for the next block is 26. Um, if you have a real low fee, like let's say you put 10 in there and say, well, you know, I, I got time to wait. Maybe it'll get down to 10 and uh, eventually my transaction will go through. If that, uh, there's two things that can happen. The first thing is that maybe your fee is so low that it gets purged. On mempool.space, it'll show you purging, and there's a purging value, and everything below right now, 23.2 is the averaged out sats per virtual byte. And everything below that is being purged from the default mining mempools and most, most miners' mempools. What that means is they're just getting rid of your transaction altogether. Mm. They're forgetting about it. They're saying, eh, can't do this one. It's way too low. We're never going to get to it in time is essentially what that means. If your transaction gets purged, you have to make some kind of action to remind all of the miners out there that it exists. So another thing that can happen is maybe it sits in the mempool, but it gets stale, like two weeks or something-ish. Uh, same, same story. You're going to have to remind all of the miners that your transaction exists, and you also might have to say, hey, I'm willing to pay more to get this transaction through. And that's what child pays for parent does child pays for parent is a second transaction that you make that just uh essentially bumps the fee of your initial transaction and so you're saying hey you know i put that transaction in for 10 sats per virtual byte it got kicked out it's not really exciting anybody i'm willing to put 15 more sats on it now it's 25 any takers that's what uh bumping your fee with uh cpfp is all about now i've not done that firsthand i've read a lot about it probably too much about it but i'm glad you're in that boat lauren because i also have two pending channels that certainly are not on anybody's radar anymore and i'm gonna have to yeah uh kick the machine and remind everybody hey i'm, I'm trying to get this shit through i found the command the commands and the code sure to push it through with umbral now, i just need to pull the trigger on it i also heard a rumor that there's a a button to click in RTL, ride the lightning. 
Uh, and I tried to install Ride the Lightning on my Raspi Blitz, and it gave me the business. It was like, we can't install it for some reason. Another thing that's been weird about my Raspi Blitz, and I just need to talk about this shit out loud because, I don't know, maybe somebody out there knows and has advice, or maybe I just think of something as I'm talking out loud. But um, one of the wild behaviors of my Raspi Blitz, I used to have it on a Raspberry Pi. And that's how most people start their own node. If you build your own node, you start with a Raspberry Pi because Raspberry Pis are all the same. They have the same hardware components. They have the same uh, operating system expectations, the same everything, right? Like a Raspberry Pi is a Raspberry Pi. And we know exactly what's all on it, all the components. So that's why it's a good... uh, computer or machine to install this on not because it's some kind of a powerful computing processor thing in fact if you have a lot of channels and are routing a lot of payments you might find the raspberry pi starts to bog down but what i did was i migrated mine to a dell optiplex like micro form factor pc and It's weird because it has kind of two addresses that I can SSH into. One is over Wi-Fi and one is over um, the hardwired LAN. And so now I wonder if that's not causing conflict. Like, I know nothing about networking. I'm no net-ned, right? I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to networking and where packets are going and coming from. And so I just, like, there's certain things that used to work all the time that don't really work. One of the things is installing boost bots, Installing the Boost IRC from C-Dubs. Like, we've taken that thing two or three times. Two or three different nights we've sat down and banged our head against that wall. And ah, just not getting through. So I might try another machine. I might try something else. I'm not sure exactly. I might get one of the Raspberry Pi, one of the Pi 5s. You know, I'm I'm not against going back to some more stable and known hardware even if it's not the beefiest processing. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, uh, the reliability in the software side might be better than the, the, I don't know. You know, there's just these trade-offs. It's an imperfect thing that is still kind of in its early stages. So I'm open to trying a lot, but I think that what we got to do is bump those channels and get those channels all the way closed. That's probably our number one priority. Yeah, I think so. And opening this new ring of fire so that uh, we got liquidity for people who need it. Yeah. And man, my umbral was good for two years. Yes, your umbral was super reliable. And yet, you know, things that you rely upon, sometimes they just go kaput. And can you explain it? Maybe not. Can you fix it? Mm, Hopefully. But you do your best. That's really the point, right? You do the best you can, and you learn along the way. And you just do a little better next time. And that's all you can do, man. You can, uh, you know, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to break. Whether they're your machines or somebody else's machines, the shit is going to hit the wall on the regular, right? So just because you're not there to see it, maybe that's more comfortable for you. Just because you're not there to uh, have to put it back together, it's somebody else's problem. But, you know, it kind of is also your problem. This is why you should have two nodes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's why I want to build another one. Because uh, uh, what could go wrong times two? Yeah. 
I don't know if the things would go wrong on both at the same time. I like to imagine there's a backup node. Backups are nice. Backups are nice. Technical difficulties abound. They happen, you know. Plus, with the way the helipad is right now, I wouldn't mind having one node for bowl after bowl and one node for homegrown hits. Well, we were just uh, discussing this as we totally crashed on the live. Forgive us there. We're back, but uh, we totally crashed on the live. Um, if you're listening later, you'll be like, huh, what? What are you talking about? about? Sound fine to me. Um, because it was fine. We were talking about maybe I need a dedicated machine for streaming the work thing and a dedicated machine for doing this type of stuff. And there's just, they, we got to keep them separate because there's just, there's too many frigging programs on this one machine and I can just feel the bloat, right? It's just like, I got to have dedicated stuff. I need to level up once more. <sighs> just like it's tiring, you know? Yeah. All the leveling up, but like, that's, that's the thing about life. You know, as soon as you get to the next level, you go, all right, now what? Grind for XP. Now what? We got to go, we got to go even higher. We got to get higher, man. Um, I did, uh, really appreciate one of our Casey Bitcoiners reaching out and he actually was the one that inspired me to put together the, uh, seed signer. But then he, informed me that I'm going to need some pin connectors, but he bought a pack of 10. So he has like seven left and I only need three to make these three seed centers. So I'm going to hook up with, uh, I'm gonna hook up with Jared and get those tight. Thanks that's dude. My, that's my plan. I appreciate you brother. And, uh, other than that, you know, this is the time preference thing. Don't, don't get paralysis because you don't know everything or because you're not perfect or because you don't know as much as, like you think somebody else knows, right? Because I try to tell this to people. People don't believe me. That's fine. You don't have to believe me. But I don't know that fucking much either, okay? I really don't. Everything I've learned has been from getting in there and hitting walls and hitting rails and things going wrong and I have to fix them, okay? So like, yeah, I know more than you if you've never built a node before, but that doesn't disqualify you from knowing what I know now. All you got to do is get in the car and drive and all of a sudden, boom, then you're telling me stuff that you learned and you're helping me Yep. learn some more stuff, get some more knowledge. You know, we have to help each other out. That's part of the value for value and the community thing. You know, we, we're participating together. It's not just I have this thing in my head and you don't. That's ignorant, right? That's ignorant. It's it's out here for all of us. That's the nice thing about decentralization too and permissionlessness. Like anybody can get into this thing. Anybody can run a node. Anybody can join the network. You know, you can get in here and uh, get your hands dirty. Hmm. That's the way I like my hands. That's right. CSB in the chat. I'm going to press X to doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some stories that I had pulled up before the entire system failure. And so I'm going to see if that I, uh, if I can retrieve those, I think that I can, I think that they're right here. Look at that. Perfect. Ah. Excellent. Some things uh, do work even when they don't. Uh, we bring you stories each week uh, about ledger sucking and stepping on their own dicks. And the weeks that we don't, we bring you stories about treasure suck, uh, treasure sucking and stepping on their own dicks. So this week it's treasure's uh, treasure's turn. Treasure, treasure. <laughs> uh, this week it's Trevor's turn. Trevor, smokes. Let's go. 
Uh, Trezor warns of unauthorized email impersonating Trezor sent via its, wait for it, wait for it, sent via its, what? Sent via its third party email provider. Oh, gosh. And another one. Cool. Awesome. I want to be uh, ultra secure with my Bitcoin. Uh, somebody told me that I needed a cold storage device. I need a cold storage wallet so that I can be ultra secure with my Bitcoin. Uh, what's a cold storage wallet? Oh, just get a, le a ledger or treasure. No, that's not an explanation of what a cold storage wallet is. Some fucking company that you have to trust who in turn trusts a bunch of third party fucking amateurs who keep fucking it up headline style. The unauthorized email impersonating Trezor using our domain addressed subscribers to our newsletter. <laughs> Neat. No other data were compromised. This time, we immediately restricted access to all unauthorized actors and are now contacting all affected users. Bet that's going to take a minute. Dear customer, this email is to let you know your wallet assets are undergoing an upgrade. <laughs> that's what I want to see. My wallet assets are being upgraded. Through a third-party well, provider. The up part is right and the ass part is right, but everything else is kind of murky. In an effort to upgrade our infrastructure, we are temporarily disabling the following networks. BTC, ETH, XRP, ERC20, BEP20, Tron, TRC20. By the way, you see this laundry list of fucking clown world shit coins yeah. in your product? Don't get it. Don't buy it. <laughs> Everyone is another security hole and not an asset hole either i'm talking about a security hole that they can crawl right into your assets through uh yeah you're gonna want a product that only fucks with bitcoin okay that's another hint for you we've detected an unauthorized email said trezor on x impersonating trezor sent from a third-party email provider we use womp 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 my friends there is no third party okay that's not a party that is not a party that you want to go to. That's all. Happy. Uh, good job, Trezor. You made it. You made it to the shit stain. Again. Again. Welcome back for another round of third party fuckery. Buffoonery. Oof. Big oofs. Please help me, sir. I am Trezor and Ledger. Totally capturing gullible Bitcoiners. It's a damn shame. All right. Bitwise becomes the first U.S. spot Bitcoin ETF to disclose Bitcoin holding addresses. That's kind of, I don't know, interesting. I don't know the implications. It's like, yay, they're open. Yay, they're selling paper Bitcoin. Yay, they're disclosing their addresses. I mean, I guess you can kind of publicly uh, verify that they have the Bitcoin that they say they're holding, you know? So the rug ability, I suppose, goes down, you know? Yeah, you can see that the paper is backed by corn. Yeah. The... uh Quote from the company is now anyone can verify BITB's holdings and flows directly on the blockchain. On-chain transparency is core to Bitcoin's ethos. Hard to argue with that. We're proud to walk the walk with BitB, the company said. <laughs> so uh, out of all the Bitcoin ETF hype, there is one that is saying, hey, here's where we're holding it. This is the on-chain address. Also bold moves. I think that uh, it's a huge testament to Bitcoin's security when things like uh, a huge ETF, a huge uh, SEC-approved ETF is like, yeah, this is the address where all that shit's at. Uh, just like Satoshi's no, you know, known huge wallet. That thing is sitting around. Everybody's known where that is and how much Bitcoin is in it like the entire time. Yeah. 
so what a testament to security that is, right? Is there a bigger honeypot than Satoshi's wallet? And it's like, it's just like chilling. Mm-hmm. No transactions. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, it's a grain of salt. I'm not saying that's all bad news and they suck because that's not, that's not a fair statement to make. But I just am not excited by the ETF scene at all. Yeah. Everybody overhyped it. Uh, and I think at, on this very show, I told you bowlers like, hey, you know, everybody's saying that uh, it's mooning. Hey, we're going to get 100K because the fucking Wall Street's coming in. <laughs> like, do you even Bitcoin, dog? And uh, lots of low 40s action still. So, you know, we wipe with your hype. That's what I'm trying to say. Swan Bitcoin. This one was an absolute baffler, my friends. I still don't know what to make of it. Maybe you can help me out, bowlers. Swan Bitcoin launches Swan Miting out of stealth mode. Hmm? Yeah, that's right. What? That's right. That's how they're, uh, that's how they're selling this. Uh, the company announced, we're mining around four and a half, uh, uh, it's like exahash, E-H, exahash. I'm not a huge mining nerd. I'm pretty sure it's exahash. Uh, we're mining around 4.5 of them. Closing in on 1% of the network. So they're uh, providing almost 1% of the network's hash rate now. Out of fucking nowhere. Mm. Uh, with equipment in hand to ramp quickly to 8 exahash. 8. 8. Almost double. They're, uh, they're ready to almost double when they came out with almost 1% of the network's uh, hash rate. Uh, presumably overnight. Uh, this has been going on oh. since last summer but they're just now telling people about it. Uh, their Twitter announced, we've been working hard on a big opportunity that came our way last year, and today we're excited to bring our mining operation out of stealth mode. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Wow. That's some Batman shit, I guess. Uh, Swan Mining began operations in summer 2023, and they told no one until just now. Currently operates at four and a half exahash. Oh, look, they spelled it out for me, so I can't feel as retarded anymore. Cool. Exahash. I was saying it right. Good work. Doesn't always happen, but it happened this time. With deployment expected to exceed eight exahash by March. So they are on the march to March. Whew. Over 750 Bitcoin, 750, 750 mined to date. So they're pulling it out of the ground, man. Uh, Swan Mining developed and developed at warp speed, according to Rafa Zaguri, CIO at Swan and head of Swan Mining. He said, our understanding is that this is the fastest ever initial deployment of hash rate at its scale in Bitcoin history. Swan expanded dramatically over the past year, doubling team size and growing revenue to more than $125 million annualized. The company intends to raise its Series C financing in the coming months. With uses of capital equally split between financial services, mining, and acquisitions, according to the press release here, uh, Swan founder and CEO Corey Clipston uh, Corey Clipston also said that the company is actively working to achieve a public listing within the next twelve months. A little bit out of nowhere. Swan was always a service where you could uh, buy Bitcoin and uh, DCA it and. Uh, Corey is kind of one of those toxic max. He's on Twitter. Who's always dunking on fools, which is fun for popcorn and memes. It's really great. Uh, he turned out to be right about a lot of the shitheads in the, uh, leverage meltdown that happened. Um, a la three arrows capital and Gemini. And, uh, what's that piece of shit that was, uh, 
Mark Cuban's thing, Voyager, and all of those guys uh, who were over leveraged, and then the price go down, and then they were like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck." I gambled with all of my Bitcoin. I mean, all of your Bitcoin. Sorry, customers. <laughs> uh, and he ended up being right about that. And right about most people are hy- uh, rehypothecating. Oh, yeah. And the, the fat curly haired goblin guy, whatever his name is. Bankman fried. Um, he was right about all those guys. It's uh, it's just a little weird. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to interpret this news of like, oh, yeah, we're in the mining business now. By the way, we have been for six months, eight months. By the way, we are providing almost a whole percent of the global network's hash rate. Uh, I don't know. I I would imagine, though, it's hard to sell Bitcoin as, like, a company, as, like, a business model when you're not, like, taking a bunch of fees, really. I mean, their fees were pretty competitive. I think they're, like, the second or third of lowest uh, fee when it comes to, like, a vendor you can buy Bitcoin for. Like, how many sats come out when dollar goes in? They had one of the most competitive rates. I think that Fold is the only one that beats them on that. Oh, nice. Something like that. Good to know. Last time I checked. But uh, that that's a kind of target that moves frequently, too. So, I don't know. New things for Swan. It's, a, it's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on at any rate. Um, They're going public. I don't know, man. You know, I'm always skeptical. I'm always skeptical. So, these guys are... Uh, they, the thing is, like, they have uh, been correct and they've been resolute, especially Corey uh, Clipston in, in specifically. Uh, he's not afraid to get in people's faces and tell them that they're a fucking scammer when they start shilling uh, Three Arrows Capital. Not looking at you uh, or naming names, pomp, but, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, have, I do have some respect for Corey and, like, what he's done. But at the same time, a guy like that also deserves more scrutiny. Like, okay, you see what you see what the bad guys do. What are you doing? What are you up to? I don't know. You've been running around in stealth mode for a while. What's that all about? Yeah, what's that all what's about? That, what's up with the stealth mode thing? I don't know. It's interesting. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. It's interesting. It's interesting and something I would keep my eye on. Yeah. Watch you. I'm watching you. It's swan. Just a weird term. I'm watching stealth you, Swan. Mode. I'm trying to figure you out, man. I'm trying to figure you out. What you got going over there, Swan? Are you fucking Batman and shit? Fighting the Joker? You fighting crimes over there, Swan? You never know. They're fucking mining some big... They're pulling corn out of the earth, I can tell you that. (laughs) Uh, Finally, some sad news. I hate to end on a sad note, but uh, it's just how it goes down this time, folks. Knitter is shutting down following changes to ex-guest accounts. What? Yes, no more Knitter. Knitter was an alternative front end for X slash Twitter slash whatever you want to call it. I call it Twitter because it's the fucking name of the website. When you go to Twitter.com, that's where you make a tweet and always has been. And I don't know, probably won't always will be. But uh, that's the story and that's that's how I know it. My my millennial ass has got some, some, what do you call it? The inertia has set in, man. Hard to move. I'm a stone. I'm sitting here. Staying, I'm staying on Twitter. The bird shite. Staying on saying Twitter. Anyway. I have a um I have a story to throw in here. Well, I'm just gonna say for okay. for, for, for knitter. 
Knitter was an alternative front end to Twitter so that you didn't actually have to use Twitter, but you could still see all the shit people posted and then you could share Knitter links as like an alternative. Uh, Zed, the developer behind the free and open source Knitter project, said that Knitter is dead on GitHub. Quote, it appears the project's termination is linked to X slash Twitter's decision to disable the creation of guest accounts. Knitter was heavily reliant on these anonymous accounts, which were only supported by older versions of the Twitter app. You can check which Knitter instances are still up and running with a link that I will post in the show notes. Status.d420.de would be the uh, URL for that, by the way. So, RIP Knitter, you were, uh, you were one of the good ones out there. Free open source sticking it to the platform, and now... Now we have to figure something else out, I guess. Now we have to figure something else out yet again. In before Noster fixes this, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I want to I want to believe that Noster is gonna just replace it all and be fine. Everybody's like, nah, it's cool. We got Noster now. Um, I think that would be cool, man. If that turns out to be true, I would I would not mind that. Let's say that. But again. It, we're broadcasting live from the show me state dog. So until it happens, it hasn't. That's all. That's all. I hope it does happen. Truly. I'm not one of these guys who's like, Noster doesn't solve anything new. It doesn't really actually do anything new. Uh, that's not my take. That's not what I've seen. It's not what I believe, but you know, uh, I also couldn't quote fucking Plato and Cicero to you either. So I'm just a big dummy. The fuck do I know? <laughs> the fuck do I know about it? Uh, I do know that I want to slide. Oh, you well, have a no, you have yeah. a story to bring to the shit state. Just I brought it. I didn't know if you would bring it. I saw that the U.S. filed a notice to sell 130 million in Bitcoin linked to a Silk Road agent. <laughs> yeah, what's this all about? Uh, well, they filed a notice to sell this Bitcoin linked to the forfeitures, of course, from sure. Silk Road. Uh, this is two lots of Bitcoin. The first one was 2,800 Bitcoin, which is roughly 129 million. And the second smaller lot is 58 Bitcoin, about 3 million. Uh, these are linked to Ryan Ferris, who was sentenced in Maryland last year to 54 months in prison on a charge of money laundering conspiracy um, with his dad. And they were initially convicted in 2018. Uh, they claim to not have access to Bitcoin used for dark net transactions. Mm. Love that language. Um, but then it says they conspired in an attempt to transfer more than 2,874 Bitcoin to a third party so that the funds could be moved into a foreign bank account. Hmm. Okay. Um, but then it says the first lot of Bitcoin was also tied to Sean Bridges, a former Secret Service agent in part of the Baltimore Silk Road Task Force. Oh, boy. Bridges was sentenced to a six year prison term in 2015 in connection with the theft of Bitcoin during the U.S. government's investigation of the Silk Road Dark Marketplace. The Dark Marketplace. Dark Market. <laughs> Where we're going, there's no lights. <laughs> uh, I don't know. According to admissions made in connection with his guilty plea, Bridges admitted to using a private key to access a digital wallet belonging to the U.S. government and subsequently transferring the Bitcoin to other digital wallets at other Bitcoin exchanges to which only he had access, a Department of Justice press release says. 
So the Ferrises were ordered to forfeit their Bitcoin while Bridges agreed to turn over the stolen Bitcoin to U.S. agents. And now they're selling it for fiat. So, you know, have fun staying poor, U.S. government. <laughs> yes. Why sell? This is what I don't understand about the Department of, of uh, Justice. <laughs> is uh, why would they sell Bitcoin for U.S. dollars when there's right. an, everybody knows there's an infinite amount of U.S. dollars available at the Federal Reserve. What the fuck do you need U.S. What do you need more Federal Reserve notes for? You dipshits. Just ask the daddy for them. They'll fucking print them for you. What the fuck? Hang on to the Bitcoin. Oh, I mean, or you know, don't. Not that. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to acquire Bitcoin from the, the fucking Department of Justice uh, because they're too dumb to keep a hold of it. <laughs> Yeah. That's fine. I'll buy cheap Bitcoin from you. You can take my worthless Federal Reserve notes, you fucking morons. Uh, I remember th this story always gets brought up every once in a while of like how much... M uh, it's kind of like how people dunk on the Laszlo buying the pizza thing. Um, people dunk on the DOJ for like how much money they could have, you know, cooped if they just would have held on to the corn. But I, I just don't think they get it. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something else at play there. I'm not like the fucking guy that knows everything, that's for sure. But um, I'm I definitely happy to acquire that coin. Yeah. At the current market rate. Totally. You bitch ass. Yep, so, you know, that just fell into my lap this week. I figured nice. I'd contribute. That's a great, <laughs> no, that's a great addition to round out my shit stain. And you saved me from happen, uh, having to end on a downer. Yeah. Which also I appreciate. So oh, yeah. thank you. You are welcome. And uh, you've earned it. It's time. Top 333. All right. Well, you might have seen Patrick Mahomes call game on a 33-yard launch to uh, Scantling in the final minutes on Sunday. Or you might have been battling douchebags like I was. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on on a Sunday. Uh, but that was pretty cool. AFC Championship. Bitch, I got some douchebags to battle. Mm, and one of them is one of your champions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to tune into that episode to see uh, if he's better at football or being uh, a, a true douchebag. Yeah. Shitmyass.com. Battle of Douchebag. Season 2, Episode 2. Um, yeah. I'm glad that Scantling you know, caught the ball. That was cool. That's always cool to hear. That guy drops has dropped the ball a lot this season. I don't give a fuck about football, but it is fun being a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I moved from Patriots prime time to Chiefs prime you time. Just get to just bask in the glory. The most spoiled little fuck. I do also want to say though that those Super Bowl conspiracies that started popping up about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. With the colors of the logo. About a and month ago is when I saw it, yeah. There was a TV flub mm -hmm. that said, like, well, halftime stars are performing at the Ravens 49ers game. I feel like those were red herrings just so that they could say, look at you stupid conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the Chiefs have Mr. Pfizer and Taylor Swift on their side. They were going to the Super Bowl. It's, yeah, Come I mean, on. it's kind of... It seems like that's the move, right? 
It seems that way to me. <laughs> I am uh, looking forward to the annual No Agenda Super Bowl prediction based upon the uh, strings that be pulling. And uh, yeah, I don't know how you break it down any other way. Mr. Yeah. Pfizer plus Taylor Swift equals that's what you got. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, we were discussing that. I think that it's the perfect thing to roll out like, ooh, look at the last three Super Bowls, the colors matched on the logo. I thought it was fun because I like, you know, I I love that kind of thing. And I yeah. kind of propagate it and be like, oh, yeah, this is it. It also helped me just like not give a shit about the playoffs this year. Yes. Because I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, it's not yeah. happening. Whatever's written's already and, written, uh, it feels like. <laughs> Yeah, it it would be perfect for the script to say, all right, like let's put in that this is like the this is how it's rigged, and that it turns out not to be rigged that way, and then people are like, oh, oh see, see, it's bullshit, it's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There was even an article I saw somewhere. I think it was ESPN where they broke down conspiracies around the NFL, and those two were obviously. Two of the three. Well, and they play into it a lot. So. Like, I think uh, I think it was the Mannings who were talking about, like, the script or referencing the script, like, coyly, you know? Um, it's fun. It's anyway, fun. It's literally, it's a big entertainment company, so to get all wa- wound up and wrapped up about it is not really the move yeah. for good health. Uh, if you're doing anything other than having fun with it, uh, whether you really, really love it or you really, really hate it, Right? Like, yeah. if you're not having fun, then you're missing the purpose of entertainment. Definitely. I was And rooting. you can do both. You can love it and have fun. You can hate it and have fun. But some people love it and it ruins their lives. And some people hate it and it really grinds on them. Yeah. And uh, if you're in one of those two camps, man, like... Move over to the love side. You're getting controlled, man. Yeah. Yes, you're on the hate, fear, and death side. You yes. need to step on over into the light. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> Just like take, uh, take, just relax. Either side, just relax, man. It's a yeah, fuck, it's a fucking game. I wanted to see Chiefs Lions, just because. Oh, I know. The Lions had it going too, and then they just shit the bed. Yeah. And one other thing I want to say about football, football, rah, rah, okay, was when we took the girls to class last weekend. We stopped at a coffee shop, uh, just to hang out, you know, burn some time before picking them up within the hour. And they had two tip jars out. And on these tip jars was written with the little paint marker. One said, I watch football for the Chiefs. The other said, I watch football for Taylor Swift. (laughs) And there was more money in the Taylor Swift jar. That grinded my gears. (laughs) Just because I was about to battle her the next day, you know. Uh, I'm going to take a picture of it. We yeah, have to go back was, just so I can take my angry photo of it. Pretty funny. And I mean, you look around, it was all a bunch of women in there. It was a lot of women in that coffee shop. 99% women. And so, uh, I don't know. But we put, I put our my tip in the chief's tip jar. Just the tip. Just the tip. Um, we just got a boost, but you didn't hear it because I didn't click the button. Oh. Uh, hot tip for those who are just coming into helipad world and you're going to use helipad for the first time. Helipad world. Uh, you've got to click on something. This is a browser thing. It's not really a helipad thing. It's more of like a browser thing where something with autoplay, you have to actually interact with some kind of element on the page in order to get sounds playing and shit. 
So what I usually do is like I'll control click on one of the icons and it opens in a new tab. The, uh, oh, the, uh, sure. Like where the boost came from. Yeah. Like Podverse. I'll control click on the Podverse logo or something. And then that will engage your helipad and activate it so that your sound will come through. Uh, and Boobery just hit us Ooh. with some of that sweet, sweet 69, 69 action. 69, 69, dudes. And uh, Boobery says, the own cast is looking tight. Damn right, looking tight. Thank you. Uh, also got the second quote for potential Nashville scissors. Oh, be still my boner. <laughs> mm, can you pass some scissors over here, please? Uh, fuck. They're oh, hanging up yeah. on the wall, right where you left them. I got some, I got my mini pair, though. Oh, there you go. Oh, very nice. There we go. There's your scissors, baby. That uh, is perhaps the most boobery of boobery boosts I've ever heard. <laughs> Look at that. It's even chroma keyed out. That's fucking sick. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. If you're not on owncast.bowlafterbowl.com, you can't see that shit. Yeah, and if you and weren't live, you're not going to see I'm it. I'm still not recording and putting it on the feed. Maybe someday when I figure it out and it's all tight and right, but... It, it's not the time yet, my friends. Yeah. We're still in experimental beta mode. Yeah. Not even beta. It's alpha. It's closed. Closed to those who uh, watch live. The small group. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, that's, that's all. Thank you, Booberry. You're, you're a beautiful man. Thank a you wonderful for, moth. Thank you for your boost. Boost CLI, by the way. That's where that came from. Straight from his node to my node. That's the most sovereign way to boost. <laughs> Boost. <laughs> oh, I love my voice cracks and I hate them. <laughs> Cover me in whipped cream. <laughs> That's the most famous voice crack. <laughs> Sound of the cream right there. Oh, anyway. Hold on. Hold on. I know it's oh. uh Welcome to the cream kingdom, bitch. Open up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, well played. Visual gags. Uh, 33 million people were under flood watches as the South was drenched with another day of heavy rain. It's wet out there, folks. Mm. And it's wet in here. I heard you like to get wet, dog. <laughs> See, now that your boy clicked on it, helipads bowling again. Bowling, 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 bowling. Booberry's back with a correction. 69, 69, dudes. He said, fuck. I meant second quote. For Nashville gear, uh, not for potential Nashville scissors. I've got the uh, scissors <laughs> ah. on lock. You don't have to spend a dime on scissors, man. I got fucking scissors here. Got scissors, scissors over on, scissors. on the wall. I'd stand up, but uh, people watching the stream are already a little bit too uh, on the edge. I don't want to send anybody <laughs> into a full-on frenzy. Worked up so sexual. So uh, he says, I meant to say, uh, I meant second quote for Nashville gear. It was a little thick in the cost, if you know what I mean. hey oh, hey oh, Yeah. Gotta get them costs on the keto diet, man. Mm-hmm. Get to fucking get to slim down in fighting shape. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate you, Pooper. Fighting shape. Yeah. Shite and fave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. What? You always hear about my roads. Yeah, my, well, ro my roads. There are safety upgrades coming to 33 St. Louis County roads. Oh my Isn't God. Isn't that googly good for them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't see that article in Kansas City. <laughs> nah, I doubt it. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Bully Steed hit us with uh, 2222 road ducks. <laughs> she said, because I can, 
Nashville. Nashville, Nashville. It's going to be fucking Smashville when I get there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you see Smashville, you'll see this face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be smiling and nodding uh, along. <laughs> yeah, even even chat's all up in Marodes. They know. They know mm-hmm. what's going on. Tunta knows what's up with Marodes. Yeah, Marodes are fucked right now because, mm-hmm. you know, cold, ice, froze, heat, expand. <laughs> Warnell, Warnell Road is just fucking Swiss cheese, dude. Swiss fucking cheese. It's pathetic, dude. You can't even drive on it. You, yeah. You risk disabling your vehicle. It's bad all over right it's now. It's crazy. Uh, they should plant some pot in those potholes. My f- one of my favorite memes that's like hyper local is like... Uh, <laughs> 2000 year old Roman road. And it shows like this cobble brick road, which is like a little shaky, but like, you know, it was laid down in, during the Roman empire. And then it shows Warnell road today. <laughs> it's just like cones everywhere. Big fucking holes in the ground. Like you're going to die if you go in the right lane. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the situation. Yeah. It's taken out many vehicles so far mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> One month. And, uh, this is just the beginning. All right. This is going to keep going. This is going to keep going. Well, the Coast Guard rescued 33 people from a sinking vessel off Haiti. Good job, Coast Guard. They saved just the right amount of people <laughs> yeah. to get a headline. <laughs> just like kick one guy into the water, like 34 people on this boat. That yeah. That can't happen. It's gagoosh. It doesn't say if they lost any souls. So Undisclosed amount. Of, 33 of, were saved that's all you need 33 to know. were saved ha- hallelujah <laughs> um let's see this headline iran denies jordan attack as gaza massacre kills 33 you know it wasn't me it wasn't me either i've just been here in the bowl <laughs> bowling you know i'm not sending any drones anywhere not involved in foreign countries affairs that's for sure Picture this, we were both butt naked shooting missiles at your shores. Wasn't me. (laughs) (sighs) But in Nebraska, troopers found 33 pounds of meth during an I-80 traffic stop near York. Oh, I saw that one roll by. Yeah, that was a big old 33 rolling in. Little uh, chat tip. Mm -hmm. The driver was from California and his passenger. Oh, man, being a Californian in Nebraska, you've got to be shitting big old bricks Ugh, the entire Driving time. through Nebraska, just don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Take that interstate and subtract 10, my friend. You'll have a slightly better chance. Hmm. I-80, man. Don't do that. Don't do that I-80 trip, bro. <laughs> yeah. Omaha needs the bud. Yeah, I understand. I understand, but. <laughs> well, this was math. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> They got they got lots of needs in Omaha. Yeah. Yep. Omaha was the first place where I heard about apartment complexes DNA testing dog doo doo to see oh. who wasn't picking up. <laughs> Just baffles right. the mind. Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> submit your dog's DNA poo sample to the front desk so that if if uh your dog shits in the lawn they can test it and find an appropriate person. <laughs> That was a new uh, one for me, too. Yep. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Real good. Real good stuff. And I have one more 
33 for you this week. The magic number was flying around, popping off. And this one is from Virginia. The Roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport troopers say that a narcotics canine alerted on two pieces of luggage last week. The task force executed a search warrant and found 33 pounds of marijuana inside. Troopers say that a suspect was identified. The incident is still under investigation. Mm. Don't fly high in the skies. Not 33 pounds high. But we can uh, fly as high as we want behind the curtain. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Fuck flying, man. It just doesn't sound good at all anymore. No, 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 Never no, fun. No. Every time you hear about it, while. they're either someone's stuck in a bathroom, they're turning the flight around, there's poop everywhere, there's or hole. you're going to jail. It's a big hole in the side of the plane because the door fell off. Yeah. yeah. You know, just normal shit. <laughs> Otherwise, they're x-raying your whole body and stopping and frisking you, asking you to wear a fucking sunflower if you don't want that. Sunflower. The bullshit. Sunflower Dodge, you know, later. Uh, anyway. Hey, the Department of Justice started issuing their pardon certificates for those pot possession offenses that were committed on federal property. Oh, yeah. You remember? Mm-hmm. I think Biden issued this uh, clemency proclamation a little yeah. over a year ago. Actually, I, <laughs> I think I saw Chris Goldstein post his. Yeah, he was the one that tipped me off that they were going out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It came. It finally came. It's happening. A completely symbolic gesture. But I have now Mm -hmm. a certificate. Not me personally. Right. Uh, But for like the 1,100 to 1,200 people who were affected by this, they have a certificate now that they can wave if they need to apply for a job or something and say, hey, look, my... Record's not expunged. I haven't been formally forgiven for this, but the president says it's okay. The dusty man mm-hmm. in office says it's good. It's almost like taking your uh, federal pot conviction and putting one of those Joe Biden licking an ice cream cone stickers on top of it. Like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. It's all good, baby. I said it's all good. Oh, gosh. But uh, speaking of Joe Biden. I try. Sorry, he, sorry, sorry. He had to speak at a dinner this week. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. And... I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I listened. I always listen. F in the chat. Yeah. I shouldn't listen, but I wanted to know if he was going to bring up the new clemencies he issued, and he did, and I'm glad I listened because he made the same gaff that he always makes because he's an old senile man. I'll play it for you so you can hear it from him himself. And I said, no one, no one should be in prison for merely possessing marijuana yeah. or using it. And the record should be expunged. Uh-huh. A promise made and a promise kept. He's expunging these motherfuckers so hard. Expunging it, expunging it, expunging it. Gonna sponge him. We gotta like sponge baths in the marijuana. What pissed me off the most, just totally pissed me off, he does is it. the call and response of promise are made, promise are kept. And everyone's like, yeah, you made the promise and you kept the promise. No, he didn't. He does say the exact same line every time, though. That's at least, I don't know, something. He's lying. He's full of shit. Because a- the, the words he's saying aren't what, the they don't match with reality. 
he's pardoning this and he's pardoning that, but he does say that every time. He says, no one belongs in jail for possession marijuana and uh, they should be expunged. Yeah, so why doesn't he do that? But, uh, <laughs> so far, zero people have been expunged. <sighs> so I don't know. Maybe expunge it. That would be cool, you but dusty you know, old coot. It's an election year. He's got time. Yeah, you know that's that's second term stuff. Time to make a promise that he promises to keep yeah. the next time. How about that? I think that's how you play politics, right? You just make the promise. You promise to keep the promise, yeah, I mean, and then yeah. you re up on the promise in four years. Yeah. Without, without your vote, we can't keep the promise. So, like, you know, give us another chance to to string you along, dear voter. Yeah. And if you were interested, this was a Democratic dinner in Columbia, South Carolina hmm. that he was speaking at. So, uh, you know, at first I thought he was just a silly, billy, senile old man. Silly. <laughs> saying the wrong things. But now I think it's planned. I think oh, he, yeah. I think That's he's the- saying expunge that's the same line we've been hearing from him for almost two years now. yeah it's written into his script mm-hmm. even though it's a lie yeah gotta expunge him with my pardon yeah <laughs> fucking idiot. okay this next story is not much better do you recall a woman who stabbed her boyfriend to death in 2018 yeah yeah okay. the, the psychosis lady yeah yeah cannabis induced psychosis well yeah. uh you know, they were looking at some time behind bars for her, maybe like four years. Right. Was kind yeah, of the was number like being thrown out wicked there. Wicked lenient. Well, I've brought a media clip because uh, she did receive her sentence and the results may shock you. It's just an unjust determination. Family of slain Thousand Oaks 26-year-old accountant Chad Amelia devastated today after his convicted killer, 32-year-old Bryn Spacer, who's been out on bail since the 2018 slaying, was sentenced today and given no time behind bars. In five and a half years where she has got to live with her family and we get to live with a box of ashes. Last month, the jury found Spacer guilty of involuntary manslaughter, of stabbing Amelia, a man she'd been dating a few weeks, 108 times with three different knives, God while damn. in the throes of a marijuana-induced psychosis. Sure. These are things everyone agrees on. Not. What we don't agree on is that she should have walked free today after doing what she did. It's a very sad day for victims of crime. It's a very sad day for this family. At the scene of the killing, officers reported finding Amelia dead and Spacer screaming hysterically, still holding the knife, stabbing herself in the neck. Spacer faced up to four years in prison plus sentencing enhancements. The judge saying, given the facts of the case, he didn't think it was warranted. He took into account her lack of criminal record, her professional standing in the community, and that she did, in fact, suffer from severe psychosis at the time of the killing and really did not know what she was doing. The judge citing evidence and expert testimony, also saying it proves Spacer did not know marijuana would have this effect on her when she smoked with Amelia at his apartment that night. The victim's family concerned about a broader impact. I think yeah. he set an absolute terrible precedent you in think? the state of California where... It, it's it's okay to kill somebody after you smoke marijuana. Doesn't set a precedent. <laughs> Fucked up. I don't know if it does, but it's certainly a case 
that defense counsels will cite when asking for probation Without in a, a case like this. If Spacer violates her parole, the judge says she will get four years prison time. She does also have to do 100 hours community service. Bryn Spacer, her family and attorney did not speak after the sentencing and the attorney has not returned my call either. The defendant did address the judge today, though, very tearful, begging for forgiveness, saying she will spend her life doing good for others. Sure. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. So now. Yeah, you know, when you get high and like stab people 108 times with three different knives like yeah it's a thing yeah and they were cutting some details out from the case as described right in this media clip one of the details being that she also stabbed her service dog to death yeah a husky we're just not going to talk about that it's fine like it's pretty (sighs) fucked up I don't know. It kind of elevates how messed up the situation is. Three knives, 108 stabs, one guy who's also seven years younger than her. This is a 32-year-old woman. She didn't know what pot was going to do. Are you fucking kidding me? How are you going to say someone forced you to hit the bong also? Just leave. You're an adult. Get up and leave if you don't want to smoke weed. I'm not really so sure about this whole idea of like... uh shirking responsibility for your actions because you don't know something or you're not aware of something like i don't know it's dangerous i didn't know about precedent i think like and i think the dad i think the father of the victim was completely right oh you stabbed someone well if you were high on pot then it could have been psychosis we're just gonna say that now i think that uh yeah where's the science It, it opens up a pretty weird can of worms and uh and this is in california it's like anslinger style uh, uh propaganda anyway you know like yes weed doesn't make you a crazy bitch you gotta be a crazy bitch to stab somebody exactly eight fucking times and your dog and yourself god would that take so long to fucking count the guy counting 108 stabs on a guy like oh fuck we got Four more under One, the two, ass three, cheek four, here. Jesus. Five, six, seven, eight. Roll them over here. We were at 70. Now, oh my God, there's more. God damn. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting, in my opinion. I'm thoroughly disgusted when I saw that. It's crazy. It's crazy. You could, what do I You can just get away with murder by blaming it on the weed. If only we would have known. <laughs> I had a long sigh Be off right mic, back. but... Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, he, she had the woman card, too. Let's not forget that. <laughs> um, I've already forgot everything. I'm entering psychosis. They also, when they showed up, when the police showed up, and they had to take her in, they tased her ass. And tasing her didn't put her down. They had to, like, <laughs> baton her, too. This was... Weed induced psychosis, and by weed... I mean, PCP. Yeah. Something (laughs) going on. Or what SSRIs is she on? She's got a service dog. She has some fucking issues that we're not talking about. We're just going to pivot and blame it on the weed. And everyone just agrees. Oh, yeah, it was weed-induced psychosis. She didn't know. I know. That was so stupid from the other side of the fucking uh, press statement. Well, you know... We all agree on the weed psychosis thing, but no. like she should have got a sentence. Like we don't agree. <coughs> what? 
And for California <coughs> to have this sentence rolling out where they've had weed dealing in a, you know, legal setting, medically or rec, since the 90s, how many other cases like this have happened? Wouldn't there be other examples where you can say, oh, yes, here's a trail of cannabis psychosis? No, this is a buzz term that is just now cropping back up since the reefer madness a hundred years ago. Ticking me off. I hate it a lot. I hate it a lot. It makes me want to puke. Really. It's horrifying. I think it's... uh... And I just feel horrible for the family of that guy. I think it's very bad for our country, man. I think it's very bad for our country. I do too. I can't imagine being the family of the victim in this case. I can't. I would be off the rails. It's a lose-lose. No no silver lining. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So here we go. There's another American precedent set for us. We had the... TV therapist on last week talking about psychosis in teenagers. And now we have this woman who we all agree she was in psychosis so she could kill somebody. (laughs) All it takes is psychosis. All it takes is a hit of weed and you can get away with murder. Great. (laughs) You know, John Wayne Gacy is like, wait, wait, I was smoking hella joints. (laughs) Come on. I've smoked a lot of pot in my life. And I have never once been like, you know, think I'm just going to stab a motherfucker. <coughs> I've never even felt violent. If anything, like, if there's a little hint of violence, it's a fear of like, are they going to stab me? Yeah. And then I laugh and I'm like, no, everything's cool. You are being uncool right now. Afraid of the cops when I was outside. Afraid of my friends when I was inside. <laughs> exactly. And I grew tired of the scene. Oh, I just noticed. Once again, I am the smallest person in the room. <laughs> Good thing I love the Second Amendment. <laughs> oh man! Good thing, and respect uh, it. It's a good thing your shooter's a crackhead. My shooter a crackhead. He looked like Woody Harrelson. Well, hey, you know, there's worse looks for that crackhead <laughs> shooter. That's for sure. Oh man. Anyway, um, also in California this week, the Humboldt County Superior Court judge has approved a settlement requiring a cultivator to pay a whopping 1.75 million doll hairs for building and diverting water from an illegal on-stream reservoir without first doing what? That's right, obtaining permits. You could have done it if you had paid your troll toll to the state and gotten a permit, slave. What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. Now, there is kind of an offer on the table where if the cultivator restores the damaged property, what they deem as damaged by 2026, they can... By what? Building a pipeline, basically, is the damaged property? Yeah. Like, installing infrastructure is the damage done here? Yes. Okay. So just remove what you installed. Got it. Uh... Three reservoirs just need to be um, rehabilitated. (laughs) Uh, But if they can do it as the state sees fit by 2026, they can cut a million dollars off the penalty. Oh, so how sweet of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then additionally, um, he's going to have to pay for those permits. Right. 
which is like, okay, you want me to undo the work, then pay for the permit to do the work. And then put it back? I don't know. Potentially? Maybe? Potentially, yeah. If if you have the permits, you can do it. If you don't have the permits, you can't do it. <laughs> this is the game we're playing. Absolutely <laughs> so, permitted. Just to punish you and make you feel worse and feel the hurt, you gotta undo the work and pay for the permit and then maybe redo the work. But I wouldn't even bother. I'd just give up. I'd move to a different state personally. <laughs> Who wants to deal with that? Too yeah. many permits. Um, and then there was a third story out of California this week. It's a bit grotesque as well. For all intents and purposes, it looks like illicit marijuana was the driving force behind these murders. San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykus announcing at an evening press conference that five men in their 20s and 30s from the high desert are now under arrest. Accused of shooting to death and burning six people in a remote part of the Mojave Desert last week. All over an alleged dispute involving an illicit marijuana grow, which are common in this area of the high desert. Maybe the victims might have been involved in some level of criminal activity in this. We still need to always acknowledge the human perspective of this, and there are true victims in this. And we now know that one of those victims was the one who led detectives to the crime scene down a dark dirt road. The caller told dispatchers he was shot, but he did not know the location he was at, and it appeared the call ended. Detectives tracked his cell phone and used a CHP helicopter to find the victim's bodies near this bullet-riddled SUV. The four victims who have been identified are men from the high desert, ranging in age from 22 to 45. The, the other two may be from Honduras. <laughs> Sheriff Dykus says this story Maybe. is symptomatic of a plague that's spreading across the state. And the plague is the black market of marijuana and certainly cartel activity. He says that's because Prop 64, which legalized the possession of small amounts of marijuana, also reduced many marijuana offenses from felonies to misdemeanors, making it much more difficult to crack down on the illegal grows they've served 411 search warrants for in the high desert in just the last year. We need to prevent these types of senseless murders from happening and we can do it. We have it in our power. We just need to make an adjustment. Don't you love that? Less grows. Okay, less grows would be leading to less murder. Less legal grows for them to check in on is how this is how I understand it because they're blaming Prop oh, well, 64 yeah, with the I mean, legalization. It's like, well, the above ground, the regulated stuff is making it too complicated to see the free market going ons. <laughs> going ons. <laughs> I don't know. It was a real uh, mental gymnastic for me to keep up with. It's like the car the cartels don't make nearly as much of the weed money anymore because of because of state regulated yeah because of, of daddy's new cartel exact that's the, what I thought the diamond green club but free market well you know, there's always been when you the ask the cops dude they live in a certain special fantasy world of how things work and it's just very unique to law enforcement they just that's their lens, you know? It's not always saying eight up shit like this. Like, yeah. Still baffling, though. It always feels like the first time that you hear something crazy like that. Yeah, just the, the law enforcement media twists on it. It's like, here's the story. We found a vehicle just covered, sprayed with bullets in the middle of the fucking desert with six dead guys. Weed. And, well, we found somehow, right? Like, they don't really explain the trail or anything, but they got the five guys that did it. We know the five guys that did it. Two of them are from Honduras, maybe. 
<laughs> and then, you know, we're not going to tell you that much about the other ones, but blame it on the weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. It's uh, Honestly, yeah. you know what it usually... Soft target, low-hanging fruit. You know what people usually get killed over? Is the money. 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 Mm-hmm. Not the weed. Yeah. It's money. Correct. Fiat. Correcto mundo. Imagine a dude getting robbed because he had 40 pounds of potatoes in his truck. <laughs> I can imagine it. In a world where potatoes go for a right. life. Yeah, once they banned potatoes in 2199... Oh my gosh, Spence. The Great Potato uh, Wars and the Great Potato Mafias will form. It'll be underground potato smuggling. It'll be dangerous uh, to be caught with potatoes. Yeah. We're going to be talking about $420 spuds, man. Yeah. And, you know, the guy that's producing them, you know, maybe he fronts you some. Yeah. And then you got to pay him money. And And if you don't get him that money, you're in trouble. There will just be this kind of low-key, laid-back, underground outlaw culture of uh, French fry munchers that will just kind of grow their own potatoes and just kind of stay out of everybody's business about it. Yeah. That's the future I see coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because, you know, around these parts, we enjoy... Homegrown flavor. Yeah, why not? It's the best. You don't have to worry about... The Hondurans coming for you, <laughs> bringing you out to the desert and Not shit. A lot of uh, I just business I want to send to Honduras <laughs> at currently on the docket. I'm open minded, you know, change, but <sighs> as of right now, I, it's not looking great. Still, man, there's the there is quite a bit. I should have paused the um, clip several times, I suppose, but there is a <laughs> lot to break down there with the way they presented the story. And where to shift the blame to. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Um, The assistant attorney general of Colorado wrote a very interesting, in my opinion, op-ed this week about the potential rescheduling of pot from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, which we've been discussing. And it's his understanding that the Schedule 3 move would make it so that medical weed would only be available through a prescription, meaning it has to be FDA approved, meaning when the fuck is that going to happen? FDA approvals don't happen overnight. They take years of clinical trials, which they claim they haven't done. How, yeah. Unless, of course, well, <laughs> it's the COVID vax. Well, yes, I'm afraid that we'll have to uh, inject some mRNA into it and then we can get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, FDA approved weed from a doctor's prescription, no licensing for medical patients anymore. You're not in that database. You have to go to your doctor to get the weed. So, and also, you're not going to be able to consume it in whatever form is best for you. It's going to be limited to pills, oils, and topicals because this is the FDA we're talking about and this is prescription medicine or injectables. Injectables, yes. You can inject a THC straight into your arm or yeah. actually right into your spine, maybe. They they knock the THC uh, derivative because it's not going to be any kind of natural anything. Right. And they'll say, you're good for four months, soldier. Get back out there. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway. Come see us in April. State and local jurisdictions are also going to lose tax revenue with this move because, of course, medicine isn't taxable. Now it's moving. You know, they're losing this part of the market. Um Big pharmaceutical companies will take over a significant portion of the medical market, obviously. 
because you don't have to go to your doctor. And your doctor works for blah, 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 big pharma. So the whole medical side of things would be just rubbleized, for lack of a better term. Um, but there could be, you know, a hybrid system where maybe you don't do the doctor prescription route. Maybe you as a medical patient choose to just use the recreational market and pay the higher taxes and buy whatever the fuck you want because it's state legal recreational. Um, the recreational shops should be able to start getting their business taxes deducted with this move, which is like a baby step in the right direction, I suppose. You know, like, oh, you can maybe use a bank now. Maybe. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I don't... I'm not well, going to guess. Thank you, sir. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm not optimistic when it comes to federal pot stuff. Okay? <laughs> like, reschedule. This is a nothing burger to me. You're yeah. going to keep it a controlled substance. Fuck you. Yeah, they're Get gonna, it off yeah. the Controlled Substance Act. It's a weed. Any kind of move they make is just going to make more bullshit bad problems. Like, if they're not going to fix it, they should just fucking leave it alone. Yeah. And fixing it is taking it off of that stupid shit. Remove it. Remove it or just stop. Yeah. Well, That's you know, all. hey, but, but these medical patients could have their insurance cover the cost of weed. Ooh, and, you know, no sales tax for them. Hey, my they insurance do the, can uh, cover my weed. Yeah. Prescription route. Ugh. So I thought Clown that. Clown world, my man. I thought it was interesting to see the Colorado Assistant Attorney General come out swinging and saying, Yeah, so this is the reality of rescheduling. Giant Nothing Burger really could be pretty bad for all of us, actually, because we're getting big pharma fucking involved <laughs> now. And what we should be aiming for is the word descheduling descheduling like he said it himself in the op-ed it made me so proud i was like hey well you could be our guy somebody one gets of it us at least. yeah yeah somebody gets it yeah it's that's how fucked it really is the best case scenario is the nothing burger like we all hope it's a nothing burger <laughs> we literally are hoping that nothing comes of it no because nothing good is allowed to by fucking federal law so you know, you, that's why you got to pull that shit off of there in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> that That's a pretty sad state to be in when you hope it's a nothing burger. Yeah. Because, yeah. This that's where the fuck Schedule we're three is big pharma saying, oh, this is our scheduling. This is where we come in, you know. Mm -hmm. Put it in there with ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think that their policy of, eh, fuck it, we'll ignore it. At schedule one is going to be the same at schedule three. I don't know. Probably not. They're going to at least try. Every opening for more government power is at least attempted to be entered. Yep. Yep. They want to hold on to, to the, the power. It's supposed to be the people's job to just block it every time. Like, no, 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 no. Also, no. No, this time as well. We're so far gone. Oh, dude. It's we have given them so much power yeah. it's not a simple of ah, no i don't think so at this point no now it's, it's like people try to block the hole and most of the people like a vast majority of the idiocracy will come up to you and go hey man why are you trying to block a guy get in that power hole right there man you know they'll like prevent you <laughs> i did not understand a word you said oh. you goofus why are you trying to block the power hole I was making a very poor metaphor. Oh, 
didn't work. I'm just not into regulation. I just want it deregulated. That's what just, I'm saying. It's a fucking... That's all the exactly plants. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Hands off my plants. Get off the grass. Government, come on. Just... When has a plant ever killed someone? Okay, now, like, <laughs> I can... I guess I can think of some... When a tree falls in the forest... Yeah. And someone's around... And it goes bonk. A plant could kill someone, man. Yeah. But we don't need laws about it. <laughs> come on. Fix it in post. No. I've, Self-responsibility. I've, I've never tried to make myself look less retarded. Why would I start now? No, it was great. I, someone out there can understand the tarded I, sentence perfectly. I'll probably listen back and not know what the hell I was talking about <laughs> I either. I think it's going to so be a can, great cold open, baby. Be, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, anyway. In central New York, a business has filed a lawsuit. Shocking, I know. And this one is a new one. This one accuses the New York Cannabis Office of bias against white men. Yeah, they dared to do it. William Purcell, he's doing it. Uh, he is... Bold statement, Cotton. He is... Uh, it pays off. Yeah. Represents Valencia AG... It's a company name of Jamesville. And he's claiming that the social and economic equity provisions in the state's licensing cannabis businesses violate the U.S. Constitution's Equal Protection Clause by giving preference to women and people of color. So the defendants have been named as the Office of Cannabis Management, its director, and the board members. And, of course, there are other lawsuits challenging the licensing process in New York, but this is the first one to accuse the agency of unconstitutional equal protection bias. So, this man applied for a micro-business license. New York's also doing the micro-business license. It's very trendy right now. And he ranked 2,042 out of 2,232 potential applicants. Uh, 1,800 of the applicants were social equity applicants who got bonus points on their score, their total score, because, you know, you were from a certain area, you had a criminal record, you are a person of color, as they put it on the fucking forms, like, so, I don't know, I think it's interesting, and, uh, we'll see where it goes, we'll see what happens, in New York, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, there was in New York. That's oh, right. That's always a hard one for me to find. Well, I got another New York story, so it was perfectly timed. I love it. Uh, there is a press conference that happened this week, and see, Brooklyn One Twelve turned me on to it. I will play a little media spot on it for you. Lika Bellamy is the proud licensed owner of the all-female family-owned and operated cannabis retailer Gotham Buds on 125th in Harlem. So many people enter into our doors still sort of in fear, like they'll ask questions but sort of hush-hush or they're whispering. Marijuana remains illegal on the federal level, which means residents in government housing can't grow it. And if you're caught outside state protection, you can't buy, sell, or possess it. And while the drug is known to have medical and holistic benefits, it's still classified the same as opioids and methamphetamine, something Bellamy and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand want to change, along with seven in 10 Americans, according to the Center for American Progress. It's a generational issue, too. Um, I think a lot of older generations who were brought up during the war on drugs cannot disassociate with that. 
And the war on drugs failed, according to New York Congressman Jerry Nadler, who flanked Gillibrand. He, along with other elected officials, say criminalizing marijuana happened in the early 1970s and was used to target the anti-war left and black people. Decades later, and black individuals are still nearly four times more likely than their white counterparts to be arrested, even though both use marijuana at similar rates. As a product of this very community that we are in, I can tell you that the war on drugs was a war on people. Now, there are a number of politicians that want to reschedule marijuana. That would take it from a Schedule 1 substance to a Schedule 3 substance. That's the same category as Tylenol, ketamine, and testosterone. But the senator (laughs) says that doesn't go far enough. It doesn't do the decriminalization. It doesn't uh, expunge records. It doesn't right the wrongs of the past. And that's why descheduling is so important. It's a plan, and no one should be criminalized for that. Yeah. I don't know why I don't hear two simple words more often from all these fucks hitting the streets, and it's called repeal prohibition. Repeal prohibition. It's what you actually want. It's the only thing that's going to actually work and solve all of the bullshit that prohibition causes in the first place. Repeal prohibition. That should be the rallying cry. Yeah. We've been saying legalize it since the fucking 60s. Like, repeal prohibition, the dated dinosaur that it is, you know? Yes. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Repeal prohibition. Seriously, but I am a little excited to see Nadler and Gillibrand, or whatever her name is, Gillibrand, saying, hey, Biden admin, like, let's just deschedule it. This rescheduling is bullshit. We're too far gone. The states all have their own complex, unique systems. We need you hands off. Deschedule. It's not a reschedule. It's more like a reschedule. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I also saw, I thought, I just thought it was interesting since it feels like this rescheduling is on the horizon with the 2024 election coming up. Got to have some fireworks. Got to have some, ooh, look, look, look. Yes. Things to put in the uh, pamphlet. Another hint that changes are coming is the Oregon company that had a lawsuit about interstate weed trade just totally pulled it. They said, nope, never mind. We're going to just cancel this lawsuit. And one of the attorneys says, well, we know big things are coming very soon. Spooky. So someone knows a little bit more than we do. (laughs) Someone's a a little closer to the inside. (laughs) Tales um, all this time. This whole um, thing is very, very spooky. Yep. Yep. And in Pennsylvania, the district attorney of Warren County has filed a lawsuit challenging federal policy that criminalizes gun possession by medical patients, medical weed patients, that is. You know, if you're a medical patient for anything else, you take SSRIs or whatever, like you're good on the gun thing. But if you have a medical pot license, you lose that Second Amendment, <laughs> right? Why? I don't Crazy. know. It's, it's this is the way it works right now. Clown world, man. We that's where we live. And why intru- wouldn't it be stupid? I started looking into this man, Rob Green, because we've talked about him in the bowl before. He was the political figure who decided to take a drug test and prove how unfair the DUI laws are, saying, you know, hey, I'm a medical patient. I smoked weed at my house Monday 
and I'm taking this test now, P test, and look, pop positive, but I'm not high right now. I haven't used in four days or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he also just did a media spot a week or two ago uh, where he announced that he's not going to be seeking re-election as his term expires in 2025. He has a more interesting plan. A lot of normal people, doctors, lawyers, stock workers, bankers, factory workers that use marijuana and use it responsibly. I want to pause there and point out that he said normal people. Responsibly being the key word. Um, you, you, you have to, I'm not advocating for a free for all, but I am advocating for rights for the people. I, I always thought I would just do three terms as DA. I am not leaving because someone printed that um, I'm, I'm leaving the office and not running again because of my drug use. No, it's not because of my drug use. It's not because I use marijuana. It's because it's time for me to move on. I've ran my course in this job. It sounded like a hard cut, but that really was not know. He's ran his course in this job. But you know what I come to find out? What did you find out? He's telling media outlets in this lawsuit coverage he wants to be an advocate a weed advocate full-time and you know what that means lobbyist oh yeah absolutely. we got a lobbyist on our hands right here mm -hmm. and he was already pushing for you know regulation legalize and regulate oh yeah we gotta keep do it safely not a free-for-all gonna regulate you so fucking hard not a weed for all huh <sighs> I don't know why uh, free for all gets such a bad rap, man. It sounds like right. uh, the goal to me, free for all, self responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> where's the problem there? Where we can't all be free? What the fuck? Sounds like equality. I'm not suggesting we like you know do a free for all. Yeah, I am. <laughs> like, why, why not, man? It's <laughs> a problem with free for all, man. Take this, it back. This is America. How dare you, sir? You dumb son of a bitch. That's right. Oh. We're in the United States. Come on, dude. In West Virginia, legislators sent the governor, Jim Justice, which is a great name, a bill which would decriminalize drug testing kits. That seems fair. Like, can you imagine that? Keeping something criminal to test what are the chemicals in your drugs are? I don't know. It's a step in the right direction. It's so goofy. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Big media, big law enforcement crying out about the opioid epidemic, but you can't have testing strips. Like, if you're a user, it's just the risk you take. You've been warned. You know? Yeah, that's like when they used to... Die, druggie. Poison the uh, industrial alcohol <laughs> during yeah. Prohibition. It's like, well, you know, these booze hounds drink it, they'll die. Yep. Good, they should die. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? People man? really think this way. What the fuck, man? Lizards. Not people. <laughs> and so I hope he signs it. We'll see by next bowl, I suppose. Or maybe two bowls from now. They don't have a deadline on signing these things, of Must course. Must be fucking nice. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from CNN in Thailand, uh, where there's a very wild turn of events going down. 18 months after Thailand became the first country in Asia to decriminalise cannabis, more than a million people have registered to grow it and over 6,000 dispensaries have opened to sell it. It's kind of like cowboy a little bit at the moment that everyone is doing. 
kind of like whatever they want. Uh, you know, even like as a as a company, I think we're looking forward to kind of like a little bit of tightening up. Pasit Chulajata had been working at a cannabis farming business since the drug was legalised for medicinal purposes in 2018. But even the budding industry itself was shocked when it was decriminalised. The new government has now released draft legislation which would end recreational use and limit it to medicinal purposes and crack down on so-called cannabis cowboys. And the free-for-all. There's been some like, negative pushback, but... I think the government is on the road to kind of like tighten it up, which is going to help, you know, protect people that need to be protected, like young kids. See? Protect the children, protect young oh, kids. Yeah, you International know. talking point. My goodness. It's almost like they read from the same script or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, they all do. They all do. The wire is short. Incredible. That, that's all I got this week. Well, that was a good rundown. <laughs> Thanks. Good rundown, my lass. Uh, speaking of a rundown, we ran down Sir Rev Cybertrucker. Yeah! He uh, pulled over and threw us a metal moment out the window as we drove by. Yeehaw! And uh, we have it here for you to share. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Formed in Kanagawa Prefecture, Japan in 2004, Silence's Mind, stylized as Sim, found fame in 2022 after releasing their single The Rumbling, which was used as the opening theme for the anime Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. From their 2011 album, Seeds of Hope, this is Sim with Killing Me. Happy to tell you that when I'm down, your kissing makes me feel alive too. Oh yes, 
I love that. That was great. Yeah, that Sim. was fantastic. I'm going to go check out their other stuff, too. I remember, Do you remember watching Attack on Titan? I do. I was just going to say, uh, I don't. I think we only saw the first season. We, right? only saw, we saw the live action movie, too. That's right. With our good friend, Curtis. Yep, uh, yep. But <laughs> that I didn't know giants could be so scary. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I've read a couple of spoilers, but I really enjoyed what we saw of it. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, intense. There's certain animes that just have this, like, um, thick sense of despair throughout, though. You know what I mean? They're like, there's a little bit of a tax on them. Yeah. Or to them, I should say. Um, but yeah, it was so good anyway. Like the Battle of Douchebags, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. With that a little bit. <laughs> Spiritual like tax. You and just goes, like, oh, look at the world. You start thinking. Existence is suffering. Am I the douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> really makes you think, Anon. I, oh, I've man. been a douchebag. I already know that. Well, um, thank you, Rev. He's he's really starting to uh, pick up on your love. For the, oh, he the, knows. For the J metal. <laughs> Little J metal. I love the Rev. Rev Cybertrucker is the bomb. Hell yeah. Uh, you can follow him now at his new account. Isn't that right? Yes, at Sir Rev Cybertrucker at RevCybertrucker.com. On uh, the Fediverse. Yeah. So, uh, give him a little toot toot over there in Fetty toot, World. Toot Beep beep. Toot toot. <laughs> beep beep. That's I was trying good. to filibuster for you no, to find it. No, that was pretty it. good. I appreciate the effort. And we appreciate the Rev's effort. Yes. More value. By the way, if you boost during Rev's segment, uh, all the boost goes to him. Yeah. Except for a monitoring boost so we could see the boosts on our side. And then you get a producer credit. He's keeping the actual 99%, not the Bobby Shell version of 99%. <laughs> the one that is actually fully 99. That's what the Rev gets when you boost uh, his segment. So, we love you, Rev. You can... Thank you so much. See it in the RSS feed. That's right. Yeah, you can like look at it. It's, it's right All there laid the out feed. there. Right there in the feed. Transparent. How about that? Crazy, right? How about duh? How about duh? <laughs> Thank cash, you, Rev. Cash me in the feed. How about duh? Hey. I think anyway. I will. I think I will transition smoothly and professionally into this segment that we do every week, uh, which we call the first time. The, 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 the first time. The, 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 the first time I ever. First time I ever rode a motorbike is what we are talking about this week, thanks to. Baron of Rotterdam himself. Oh, yeah. Suggested it. And uh, actually, I really appreciate him because he did send in a submission, which is valid, by the way. Uh, it's been done before on the bowl uh, in years past. It's been a long time. But uh, there was a MP3 submission from him, which I have not listened to. So this is fresh for all of us. Sweet. Hello, DeLorean and Sir Spencer. In the, bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. The first time I ever rode a motorbike was the time I was about 15 years old. I uh, were at my friend's house and he had just gotten a new or slightly used Honda MT5 50cc. Um, Little ring ding ding ding. The bike has just come off the trailer it was had just arrived at my friend's house and i um, got to try it 
And uh, the very first thing I did was to give it way too much gas. Ooh. And when I was about to make an impressive stop in front of my uh, friends and his father, uh, I pulled the brakes way too hard and landed on the gra- uh, gravel. Ouch. And I scratched up the whole side of his new bike. Oh no! So his father weren't uh, very pleased with me, yeah. that I can uh, tell you. That's rough, dumping so, somebody uh, else's bike, man. That was uh, my first time riding a motorbike. Some would say it's a moped, but it's a mot- uh, it's a bike with a motor on, so uh, I'd say it counts. The first real m- uh, big motorbike I had and I rode was a Honda CB uh, f- 550cc, nice. I uh, think. And it was a uh, old one. It was a uh, 74 model. Goodbye, or as we say in Holland, Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. There you go. <laughs> I probably said something completely different. Dick Dewey, man. From the middle of the uh, United States. Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. Now we've been saying it wrong and I can't remember it. I got to roll it back. Dick Dewey. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a pretty good board drop, honestly. In Holland, Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. Dick Dewey. Fantastic, fantastic. We'll get it someday. I, we need it on the board. You're I right. probably should encourage it more, but it's totally valid, you know, to uh, send in an MP3 of your F tie. A lot of people are like, hey, man, I can make it sound good, and I don't want to just call on the Google Voice line. Do uh, it. That's fine. It's valid. Been uh been F tie entries before in the past. Yeah, and then there's no three minute limit. I think Phone Boy has sent some in like that. I think uh, Fletcher Fletcher definitely has. Uh, there's been others. We've had voicemails rolling through the text line too, like the voice recordings. It's true. Yeah, a little voice to text. Uh, there's a lot of ways, man. There's a lot of ways. So the most important way is the one you're going to use, right? Like that's the most important factor. It's kind of like what's the best exercise routine. The best exercise routine is one you're going to do. That's the Can't one. argue with that. That's the one that you should pick. Um, buff dudes in the text. Man, did you... Shouts pe- out to the buff dudes in the text line. Ugh. Appreciate you people. Love you people. Sexy buff dudes in the text line. Hell yeah. Looking buff. Um, did you did play it. the little uh, jingle? I played the, 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 the first wow. time, but we never played... Uh, New thing in the bowl called riding a motorbike. Uh, and Baron, solid story, man. Hell yeah. Uh, we also had some callers coming in. I think some of them even from uh, Sunday's f- festivities. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for your courage. Hey. Hey, hey. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back. Believe it. Birds aren't real. <laughs> Birds aren't real. There you have it. There you have it. Direct from the bowl line. Cheers, Bowler. Cheers. I like that little anthem. Yeah. It was a good following the trail. 
the thought trail mm-hmm. musically there. I like that. That was an adventure. It was adventurous. And all I got to say is na 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 na. Na na na. My brain needs a dedouching. I got to get that on the board. Yeah, you do. I didn't even take ice as of that part. It was just in the clip. I'm the king of the castle now. <laughs> That's another one I really liked. Or you loser, you stinky loser. But we don't need that in the bowl. Um, Kelsey's a, uh, an ISO machine, man. He is. He's an ISO machine. He's always saying something you want to just listen to and go, did that sound really happen from a man's <laughs> mouth? That string of words and that cadence. Mr. Pfizer, nonetheless. I'll tell you. He's doing way more than two things at once. I'll tell you that. Uh, I like this next caller. Uh, good evening. This is Sir Ryan Thomas. Hey. Um, good evening, sir. To Dame DeLorean and Sir Spencer. Good evening. And I want to wish you all a, a happy evening to you all and everybody. And I just I kind of want to file a complaint. I don't, I don't know if this is the right number, but uh, probably Spencer has followed me on the you know from the new accounts after the uh, the post no agenda the great uh, the great trail of tears. Oh yes. But Dame Delorean has not followed me from her new account. Oh how dare you! Uh, so Spencer followed me, but Dame Delorean is not. Uh-uh. Uh, so I just want to put that out there. I'd appreciate it. Red alert. Consider. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, love you guys. Salam alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm going to need a translation on that. But we should follow each other. We Sir Ryan follow, Thomas. We should follow each other. I didn't migrate. Yeah. I've had my spook dot, mk dot spook dot social account for a long time, and I'm just sitting there. Yeah. So I've only been following spooksters, really. Um, but I'll follow you. Hell yeah. See, uh, thanks for putting it on my radar. I tried to think carefully about the whole um, kerfuffle and shakeup as far as like what, because remember, all I can do is what I can do, right? I can't, I can't influence ultimately what Aaron does or what Adam does or what uh, everyone else in No Agenda Nation does all over it, but I can uh, direct what I do. And I thought that uh, the migration over to the new server and keeping the followers and keeping the followings so that I'm just like, you know, I I feel like I kind of made a digital connection over time and be weird to like just sever it. Cause then some people are like, wait, but you don't follow me either anymore, you know? And that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. I, Everyone's got new accounts now. I you know, kind of saw not, it as... I'm not saying that it's like, you're a dick if you don't. I'm just saying that was like my consideration. Yeah, you know? well, you're a considerate dude, man. I just figured like, otherwise I'd have to explain myself. I'm so bad at that, you know? Oh. I just say, all right, I'll slip over here. And I can be found. And then now more people are finding the spook, which is, uh, I think, a huge plus, a huge benefit. Yes. The whole, um, whatever. Trail of Tears. I, that's the first I I've like heard that. it referred to that. That's great. That's great. The No Agenda Great Trail of Tears. No Agenda Social Great Trail of Tears, I should say. Because I think I pointed out last week, and um, I'm not trying to overstate it, but the amount of people on No Agenda Social versus the amount of people that listen to the podcast No Agenda is just a drop in a bucket, okay? So it's not the majority. Definitely. It's a little pocket. So sick, fun pocket to be a part of. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the fucking ocean. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Simple as. Yeah. 
and we will certainly get Lorian on finding you. I already you did. Already did. I already That's followed you. Say. There you go. Just like the old days when I followed you before. The universe you know, has been righted. I, uh, if you have I, been rudely abandoned <laughs> by Mommy DeLorean, call uh, 816-607-3663. This is the proper complaint line. You did yes. find it. You, uh, you correctly identified it. And if anybody else is in a similar situation, just give us a call. We'll get it. Fi- and, we'll yeah, get it fixed. We still have real human customer support and service here. So have you know. I given you quality <laughs> customer assistance today. Oh, you're not a customer though. You're a valuable bowler. That's right. We appreciate you. Cheers, Sir Ryan Thomas. Uh, you remember the first time you ever rode a motorbike? I do. And keyword I'm- is road. Yes, exactly. The first time I ever rode a motorbike was long before I met you. I was, I'm trying to put this to do the math because I was hanging out with my cousins, kind of cousins, it's very distant, anyways, cousins, general term, and my cousin Sydney was, I think, three, and so I was probably eight, and anyways, I was at my grandmother's brother's house, so my grand uncle. I always just call him my uncle, but that's incorrect. Grand uncle. Or great uncle. I don't know. I think um, it's great. Yeah. I was at my great uncle's house and we, he has, I think, 12 acres of land. And in the front, he had these huge gravel piles because he was planning on putting in some paths or whatever around the house. Um, he always has bread labs, big dogs. <coughs> so. He had like a little dog park out there and stuff. Anyways, I was having a great time climbing up these gravel piles and sliding down and, you know, skinning up my knees and slicing up the backs of my legs and getting all dirty. And then my uncle comes a whizzing out of his garage <laughs> on a motorcycle. I couldn't tell you what the hell model it was. I just said, oh, cool. And he said, hey, do you want to go for a ride? And I said, Hell yeah. And I hopped on (laughs) and I tried to put my little arms around his big belly and just hold on as tight as I could. And we did like one spin around the house. And then I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I want to get off. I'm good. (laughs) I was so scared I was going to fall off. (laughs) And he was going so slow. (laughs) But uh, that was my first time. Yeah. And then my baby cousin was like, I want to ride. And he's like, nah, you're too little. Which is hilarious because you've definitely taken our kids all for spins when they were quite small. Yeah. Too little is up to the driver. Yeah. Too little, too little is up to the motorcycle operator. In my opinion, if you know, then you say it, then it's true, you know, and it should be respected for sure. If he, if he thought you're too little, then he knew what he was talking about. Yep. Yeah. I trust his judgment. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That wholesome. sounds like a great damn time. Yeah. I would be uh, lit up too. Yeah, it was cool. This next color lights me up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. Who's the? That's your sweet you patooties. Know, hanging out on the stairwell. Uh, first time I ever rode a motorbike. Well, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But as of today, the answer is actually zero. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure I've ever actually rode like a electric something when I was a kid, but mm. uh, I remember. So I'm gonna have to go with I have not actually. 
Um, definitely seems fun to ride, but uh, it's we've a, like it's great fun. Also, think like motorcycle, but you know, it's, I was like, it's fun to do. Don't get me wrong, but also I'm just like, man, you gotta fall and you're screwed. Um, At certain yeah. speeds, yeah, so, it's uh, that aspect of it too. Pretty rough. I mean, just a little too cautious when it comes to that that kind of thing. But we definitely would definitely be down and uh, we'll try we'll try it. But uh, anywho, so that's that. Well, I'm gonna go eat my burrito with uh, ghost mm. pepper chips from Trader Joe's. Ooh. Burritos from a local Mexican establishment. Me gusta and, mucho. Yeah, and have a Guinness with it. So, all right. Spencer, Dame DeLorean, enjoying the spook social. I will. Okay. Uh, so, anyhow, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether or not you're in the hallway trying to make little as noise as possible to not disrupt those around you, or you're just listening live, or you're just out and about and you don't give a care, <laughs> go ahead and give that hearty. The volume can range in uh, loudness, but give a hearty, hearty. <laughs> I could try to blow the mic out. I don't think it. I got my compressor pretty good. Yeah. Usually I can pull it off, but I don't know if I can. I'm not that loud. <laughs> I lost my voice yelling at Hey Citizen doing sound checks one day. <laughs> oh. God bless you, Hey Citizen. <laughs> I think I just get compressed. You nailed it. It wasn't loud at all, Killed was it? Murdered it. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher Battles. Yeah, thank you. And uh, come ride a motorbike with me someday. Yeah. I was going to say, he can just hop on your bike. Then you can say you did it, and then you don't have to do it ever again. And, like, you know, I can't believe it, man. He's always telling us to stay dangerous. Meanwhile, (laughs) it's like, well, you know, those bikes, though. I'm a bit of a cautious fellow. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of a cautious, dangerous cacaller. What the hell is this all about, Christopher Battles? Uh, oh man! I was picturing him riding on the back of your bike, and then it reminded me of when I rode in the middle of you and our friend oh, Alex. Man. That was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> three people on a motorcycle—it's a good time. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm, don't lean too much. Just kind of sit. I'm fun Same. size though, so I can fit yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah, it was like two and a half people on the bike instead yeah. of two. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, this next color though. Got to up the ante on the crazy. You just got to. Yo, it's Icy. Icy. I just love you guys. Hey. Peace out. We love oh, you, Icy Grills. Peace out. Love you. <laughs> peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you for the call, my man. We Another one for the board. Love you as well. The Icy board. Yeah, I'll have a shorter one. I couldn't cut any piece of the longer one out. I think it just always should be delivered in its entirety as it was presented. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. One, one for of, the ages. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, man. I See Girls is one of my favorites. I See Girls. One of the real OGs, by the way. Show some respect. Hell yeah. Who was uh, providing some of the most primo fucking memes you've ever seen. Memes you couldn't even dream since the early days and never had any fucking stink thrown his way about it of, oh, memes are terrible and memes suck. You know? There was some kind of a spike in boomer memes and spike in Majoo's memes. 
which is just the internet. You know, that stuff comes in cycles. We've all seen a Majus cycle in the meme markets. Comes up every once in a while, you know? It's one of the it's one of the meme uh meme verses out there. How long you been internet and son? People get their feelings hurt and like things think that things come out of nowhere. It's like, dude. Are you new? Do you even even scroll with your mouse wheel, man? Also, man, just, or do you just click on pages and never scroll down? Just it, read the headlines. If stuff bothers you, just mute it. Right? Man. It's like with the our value for value show here. You know, if you don't like it, just don't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, if you find no value in it, then like walk away, man. It's like yeah. sucking the value out of you and getting your right. mad and bothered shit, dude. It's all right. It's all cool. It's all groovy. It's just not for you. That's I don't it. understand the the bad juju. Yeah? Oh man! Like, people, how can you just people just get you know fest, a little bit let twisted. it fester stuff you don't like? You just let it fester inside you. I only fill myself with things I enjoy. Based key to life. Wow, I didn't think I was that, that far on my ISO board, but <gasps> there we go. Yeah, uh, fill myself with fun. <laughs> the fun, the fun fulfillment. The uh, first time I ever rode a motorbike was in my college days. Well. I suppose you can't really count, although you kind of can count, because I guess the words motor and bike are both involved. The first time I really rode a motorbike, there was this weird little fucking scooter, gas-powered scooter type situation that was like custom done, hand-built by this guy in Columbia, who um, the laundromat that we went to when we lived in the slums, because the fucking... When we were first in there, the uh, washers and dryers in the basement didn't ever fucking function. Like, they didn't actually work. So we had to go to laundromats to do laundry. So you wait until it gets massively, you know, enormous, and then you spend, like, four or five hours over there doing all your shit. So this one had a bar. It's the one, you know, you know the one. Yeah. Can't remember the name of it. It's, like, Splish Splash or Bubbles or some shit. And a table. Yeah. This is a laundromat coin operator. Little, like, Got a pinball machine ball. that's broken and a foosball <laughs> table that's broken and a fucking maybe some shitty game like uh uh what's the golf one? Golden tea. Golden tea. Maybe a golden tea that functions perfectly fine. Maybe a big buck hunter that works. And like the cool shit's out of order. And uh on top we walk in one day and on top of the washer there's this custom built little fucking bike. It is like Oh, God, it couldn't have been more than, like, two feet tall, you know? It was just, when you sat down on it, it was like a clown bike. It was, like, for a kid, you know? It was made for a kid. It was blue, and it had a Harley Davidson sticker. <laughs> like, one of those three-dimensional stickers, like a... Yeah, they're kind of puffy. Yeah, it had a Harley Davidson puffy sticker on it. It was blue, and it had, like, a weed whacker mo- motor on it. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, we bought it. My roommate and I went in on it together. $350 or whatever. And we were like at the perfect age in the perfect situation. We lived just off campus and we were like, Hey, picture us pooting around on campus in this stupid fucking little clown motorcycle for children. Like that sounds pretty fun. Doesn't it? Fuck. Yeah. I'm in. And we split it. And, um, the way it worked, it didn't have any different gears. It was just one gear. And I can't even remember the throttle. I can't. I think it was a uh, crank, a crank the handlebar th- throttle kind of standard, 
and but I'm trying to remember. It could have been a thumb throttle. But anyway, what you would do is you would. It was like a fucking weed whacker mower or something. You would uh, pull start it, and then once it was going, like you'd pull start it at half choke, and then you'd get going, uh, kind of at half choke. And rather than kind of, rather than uh, shift any gear, you would just get up to speed and then open the choke up all the way. At the end, <laughs> was kind of how that worked. But we would always just make a fucking spectacle in that thing. So that was really the first time I ever rode a motorbike. But the f- true first bona fide motorcycle I ever rode. May I interject with a question? What happened to that motorbike? I fucking never saw it. Genuinely, do not know. I think it just got st- stolen one oh. night. We kept it in the basement, you know. And I think mm. we like we just had a standard bike lock on it. But I'm pretty sure it just got stolen, man. I can't remember um, at all. I think it just one day it wasn't there. Yeah, that's como life. Say la vie, man. Easy come, easy go on them toy little boat motorbikes. College days. Broke ass idiots. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted, though. I think we had like maybe six months of it or something. Like it definitely didn't. It was, we bought it in the spring and it was gone before the winter. Oh. Which is probably fine. I don't know. Fuck. What was I going to do with it that I hadn't already done? But the first bona fide actual motorcycle I rode um, was my buddy we used to play Magic with, Magic the Gatwing. And uh, he'd come over and we'd chief joints and play Magic the Gatwing. And then he had a motorcycle. It was like a, fuck. I know it was a 750, but I can't remember any other thing about it, to be quite honest with you. I'm trying to remember. It was a cruiser, though. It was a decent-sized cruiser. And uh, he taught me how to drive it in this parking lot, this big empty parking lot. And the fucking first thing I did after I swung my leg over it and I kind of like stepped up to put my feet on the pedal was like I let the weight get away from me and it was so heavy. And then I like ended up setting his bike down on the fucking ground, dumped his bike like the very first thing. And he just like painfully was like, pick it up, get back on. You know, he was just like, you know. It happens. Yeah, you're learning. This is the first time. It was really the first time I ever swung my leg over an actual fucking motorcycle machine and a heavy one at that. Then I did it again. He taught me how to motor, uh, drive a motorcycle, and then that's when I got my Honda Nighthawk that I mentioned that sparked this whole thing in the first place, the Baron's interest in this. Yeah, that, that Honda Nighthawk is pretty cool, man. Sparked this whole thing, too. Yeah, yeah. I had... I had... <laughs> Had that bike for shit, maybe three or four months when I met you. You were good with it by then. Yeah, yeah I almost. It was, well, it was my only vehicle. I I totaled my car before I went to college, which probably kept me out of jail. Let's be honest. I think that that was a divine intervention. That uh, my car got bonked. Nobody was hurt, but the car was ruined, and I didn't mm. have a car going to college. I should not have had a car going to college. That was fucking very good for me. Mm. Interesting. Kept me on my feet, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a better way to be. <laughs> yeah. In the college years, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Those were some formative years that probably could have gone left or right had I been driving around during them. Yeah. Could have been a huge timeline shift. <sighs> yeah. I almost just hopped on the uh, non uh, Nanda the Honda Nighthawk after talking to you to get to that cannabis revival. Oh yeah! I almost was like, yeah, I'll ride six hours on a motorcycle with this guy. <laughs> that would have been a different first date, it, but it would have been 
would have been interesting. Yeah. Especially having to carry the banner. It's a long way to fucking go, It would have sucked. And you And I wouldn't have been able to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of that ride. So I don't know. <laughs> the timeline might have shifted then, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. It's kind of funny to think of the fractal your life is. Yep. Definitely. Fantastic. I love this. I love this F-Tide. Yeah, one of this my is a great one. F-ties. We got another caller. All right. Ooh. It's hitting it. Get it. Oh, yeah. Get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stars are quite crisp and clean down here in Louisiana tonight. The only good, nice things about the winters, the humidity, <laughs> humidity goes away and things seem a little bit brighter. Nice. But uh, definitely wanted to weigh in on the first time. Because as a uh, kid living in uh, Chula Vista, California, um, which from our duplex window, we could look south and see Tijuana in the horizon. Nice. Uh, My dad, I'm less than five at this point, had a yellow dirt bike. I believe that would have been Yamaha. Okay. um, If I remember correctly. The Yamaha is the yellow one more often than not for their brand color. But uh, he'd go ride in an open field. And I remember faintly sitting on the front of the seat around the neighborhood. But I know definitively when we moved to Washington State, he traded that dirt bike with a coworker of his who actually had a street cruiser. Uh, we have a Kawasaki or Honda or something. I may have still been Yamaha. Uh, not an American brand, though, but a great cruiser nonetheless for the 80s. And uh, living in Washington State, we'd go on motorcycle riding with my dad. And so those are some good memories right there. He's still alive. Uh, no bad health, but, you know, still alive. Thank God for that. So Nice. But, uh, yeah, good memories. As an adult, never rode one myself. So weird family vibe. My dad's had his fair share of spills over the years. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen on a long enough timeline. The ballers. Peace. 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 Love you. Always good to hear from you, Laren. Man. So one thing I've never been on is like a dirt bike. I always thought Mm -hmm. it would be so fun. I think that like, I mean, I used to rip around like a stupid kid on uh, just regular bicycles on like dirt paths or gravel paths. Like, Man, like you remember the roller rink meetup when I'm just like on the roller rink Whizzing floor around. and like I I feel obligated to talk to people too and like I want to meet people that I only get the chance to see this one time and so then like I'm getting I'm forcing myself to get off the roller rink floor but then it keeps calling me and I keep got to I like I got to <laughs> keep going yeah. back and skating. Like, All right, well, I got to skate some more, <laughs> you know. Like Ah, if I would have been on a dirt bike, dude, I know I just would have been tearing shit up all day on it. I still want to try a motorbike out or like a dirt bike out sometime. Hell yeah. Smallest, the smallest bike I've ever been on, except for that little clown one was a 650. So like a little ring ding dinger that throws dirt around and can go fast real quick. Like that sounds fun. Lots of four wheeler stuff. Not a lot of four wheeler stuff and go kart stuff. Even when I was young, go kart. Mm. Those are always fun. 
I really have my eye out for a go kart for the kids. When I see the right, hell yeah! When I see the right one for the right number, I'm gonna fucking snatch it up with extreme prejudice. My cousin Caitlin was a competitive dirt bike racer growing up. She was also like cheerleading captain. Nice and a great artist. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. cool. Multifaceted. But watching her race dirt bikes was so exhilarating. <laughs> Ripping up and down ramps, I would just love that. Uh, I love it. Uh, love this next caller. Love this next caller. Hey, guys. Rev here. Hey, hey Rev. Rev. Let's see. First time I ever rode a bike. This one I will never, ever forget. A friend of mine, uh, also by the name of Tony. Imagine that. Tony and Tony. He owned a piece of shit pickup truck with a camper on it and we used to load up his the camper portion of it with our surfboards and some food some firewood and we'd usually disappear from Friday afternoonish until damn near Monday morning um, I was 16 years old and I'd gone over to my girlfriend's house at the and at the time I was dating a gal named Mercedes and her father was a hell's angel. So I went over there, and, and I told her, I said, uh, Tony and I are going out. We're going to go uh, surfing this weekend. And she said, can I come? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's ask your dad. And I went in, and I asked her dad, you know, she wants to come with us for the weekend to go surfing. And he says, you going with Tony, right? And I said, yeah. He says, ah, that truck is a piece of shit. He tosses me a set of keys and says, here, take the bike. The guy handed me keys. I'd never driven a motorcycle before. <laughs> I didn't even have a driver's license. Nice. The man handed me keys to a 1980 Softail. This bike was fucking badass. I rode that some bitch all the way to San Francisco. <laughs> I was oh, not yeah. going to dis I was not going to not drive that. Somebody hands you the keys to a Harley, you fucking take off. Well, anyways, in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. I heard the little meow in the background. Based and let's go for it, Pilled. Yeah, that's perfect. Vroom, vroom, baby. I love it. That's a great story. Epic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It reminds me of the first time I ever backed up a trailer, but maybe I should save that. Mm, yeah, could be a potential first time I ever. Do we have any more calls in the uh, box? Oh, uh, yeah, that, that hits the end of our calls uh, for this evening. Okay, well, I'm adding first time I ever backed up a trailer. <laughs> but I think it's too similar to do next week. Well, it's just going on the list. I, I know, I know. We have... I'm in agreement with that action, is what I'm saying. For potential F-ties next week. First time I ever rode a mechanical bull. First time I ever experienced no one ever loving me. <laughs> <laughs> How did that get... What did that get on there? That's an Emmy Andrew Jones one. Oh, Emmy <laughs> Andrew Jones. I loved it so much because it's so lonely. <laughs> You've got to... Hmm. We've all been there. All right. I'd probably have to dig deep. Uh, first time I ever experienced fight or flight. First time I ever got caught in a lie. First time I ever stepped on a thumbtack. First time I ever plunged a toilet. First time I ever had dim sum. First time I ever went magnet fishing. First time I ever had cornbread, quiche, got waxed, Korean barbecued. Uh, first time I ever bonked my head while wearing a hard hat. <laughs> I like that one. Let's go with that one. It was the first one that made you laugh. Dude, I was laughing at all of them. 
Not like little... that you weren't. Okay. Not like that you weren't. Yeah, so uh, call us next week at 816-607-3663 to tell us about the first time you ever got bonked on the head while wearing a hard hat. I was typing it in my yeah. notes as I was saying it. Talk while you type voice. I got it. I picked it up immediately. <laughs> and I picked up my mouse that I dropped immediately. I'm picking things up. Oh, yeah. Picking things up around here, people. Feels picking g- things up as I'm putting them down. Feels good, man. That's what I'm trying to say. It feels good. It always feels good in the bowl. Always feels good getting your calls and texts and uh, even MP3 submissions. Just saying. Sounds nice. Appreciate all of them. Fun stories. Love riding motorbikes. And uh, we love hearing from you. It's another form of uh, value that we do appreciate. It's true. And uh, each time we leave the voicemail line, it uh, inevitably has a saying. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. I saw an article this week that says nine species in Dig this. 33 states may soon be on the endangered species list. Real? Yeah. Wow. Let's go through them. We have the Beta Hendra. I don't know why this was on the list for the 33 states, because this fish, a colorful freshwater fish, is uh, only really found in Indonesia. Yeah. So, okay. So they're not endangered. They're just lost. Totally lost, yeah. <laughs> we also had the Beta Rudolins. Okay. Also from Indonesia. But then we have the Hickory Nut Gorge Green Salamander of North Carolina alone. Yes, got to look out for them. They live in the uh, western North Carolina forests. Not the Sally Mandies. Mm-mm. The Pygmy Rabbit, found in California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, and Wyoming. Small little rabbit living in sagebrush. Around the western U.S. Look out for the pygmy rabbit. Uh, the Railroad Valley Toad of specifically Nye County, Nevada. An especially oh, small man. toad with a it's long those, head and uh, limbs. It's one of those live PD centers. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nye, Nye County. Nye County. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. <laughs> no wonder they're endangered, man. You gotta get out of Nye County. That place is crazy. True. Uh, and then the only... One listed that's in the show me state, the Southern Plains bumblebee. They're all over the place. A large bee with short hair, a short head, and yellow coloring. I'm shocked a bee would be yellow in color, personally. A bee would be. What a bee is. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> live in prairies and grass. People think lands. bees don't be bees, but bees be bees. <laughs> bees really do be bees, though. <laughs> bees really do be bees, dog. Anyway, uh, the Southwest Spring Firefly of Arizona, New Mexico, and Mexico. This firefly is threatened by loss of ground in surface water, livestock grazing, mining operations, light pollution, and climate change. Feel bad, humans. It's your fault. The White Margined Penstemon. This is a plant. How did this end up on the list? Uh, Really, this list is just... Kind of laughable. It's a species and it's endangered. I think those okay, are the only right. two qualifications. Yes. You're right. It said nine species in 33 states plus Indonesia. Plus Indonesia. And Mexico. Uh, a rare plant found only in the Mojave Desert that has a smooth stem and pink and purple petals. Yes, we must look out for this. 
And finally, the yellow-spotted woodland salamander of Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Look out for them. Can't lose the salamanders, bro. No. They're good lizards. Oh, let's see. Next, another 33. Uh-oh. Didn't quite make it into the top, but um, there was a base jumper, British man, 33 years of age, and he made his last jump Uh-oh. recently. Yes. Uh, a tragic error. Human error. He was in Thailand. This man undertook 5,000 jumps around the world. So he got By the age of 33, it. he was really good at it, and yeah. it was fun to watch him. <laughs> but he climbed up to the 29th floor of this apartment building in Thailand, and his brother was filming him, and I'm pretty sure he said, like, you know, one, two, see ya, and then jumped. Um, but unfortunately for him, his parachute was caught in his harness. Oh, shit. And so it couldn't deploy. And we all know how that ends. Spliggity. Yeah, it's not the fall. Uh, damn. Three, two, one, see ya. I feel like that's a wheel you can only spend so many times, you know? 5,000 times is a good amount of time. That's pretty pretty good uh, odds. You gotta always, uh, you know, measure twice and caught once, though. That's you right, You gotta yeah. check your parachute every single time, and because the back- one time you don't is... A backup parachute. Probably also uh, would have would have been slick. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. If one fails, then you got another one. Yeah. Then you could spin the wheel like more like forty five thousand times. Yeah, that would have been good, but you it's know, too bad for all the base jumpers out there listening. R.I.P. Keep on jumping. Gotta get <laughs> back on that horse, right? Ride. Yeah. Uh, we talked about my roads earlier. And we talked about my potholes, my potholes, potholes. Yeah, talked about the potholes earlier. Well, there were at least eight cars left with flat tires because of one pothole on US 33 this week in oh, Columbus, geez. Ohio. Columbus. Yeah. Fix my um, roads, man. So, you know, once they hit eight cars that got fucked up, they said, ah. We should probably send someone out to fix this. Let's put some cones here. And allegedly, it has been fixed. Now, that's what I call service. <laughs> service with a smile, baby. <laughs> it only took eight cars, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, it's cost of doing business. Yeah. How does insurance handle that? <sighs> Do, they probably don't. They're like, oh, you should have watched out for the pothole. Uh, by doing anything they can to not cut you a check. Yeah. Relating to our first time I ever tonight, there is a Texas man who likes to ride his motorcycle really fast and clock his time and try to break records and stuff. And he was making a trip from Colorado Springs to Denver, Colorado, and he made it in 25 minutes. I think it's supposed to be closer to like an hour and a half or two hours. Uh... That's called hauling ass, my man. He was hauling ass. He was averaging 150 miles per hour. Hot diggity damn. However, he likes to videotape himself doing it. Oh, shit. That's and called evidence online. of a crime. And now he's wanted on multiple charges. Yeah. Because you don't film yourself committing crimes, my friend. Yeah. Fifth Amendment means you shouldn't uh, do that, my man. Yeah. 
His uh, <laughs> online persona is Gixer Bra. Okay. And I was like, oh, Gicky Gackers. Gicky Gackers. <laughs> Not Gicky Gackers, uh, but close-ish in the name. Same energy. Yeah. So his charges that he's wanted on are menacing. I love that. That's a charge. Menacing. You were menacing. We're it's coming not for as, you. It's not as good as criminal mischief. No, criminal mischief is an all-time favorite of mine. I love it. But menacing is pretty good. Uh, engaging in a speed contest. Yeah. With himself? Yeah. With the laws of physics? With God? Okay. It's, you know, law enforcement okay. terminology here, okay? Break, breaking records, I suppose. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't take an issue with it. Reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles per hour over the limit. Or more. Definitely more if he was going 150 miles per hour. Where can you go 110? He averaged the buck 50. Yeah. So they're cutting him some slack on that one. That means he's going as fast as that bike can go, which is (laughs) faster than 150. Crazy. And engaging in an exhibition of speed in driving without license plates attached. But no just, plates. No plates. He filmed himself with no plate. Well, maybe he thought he was being clever filming himself with no plates. At least he's wanted and not booked, but yeah, got to figure that's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yep. And really, this was because the Colorado, uh, State Highway Patrol just kept getting phone calls from drivers who were freaking out. Yeah, about if you him see a whizzing around. Blur go by you like. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, and so <coughs> can be unnerving. Yeah, but then they found him, you know, online because it wasn't hard to find. <coughs> just type in some simple keywords and uh, oh, bada bing, bada boom, yeah. there he is. Once you're bragging about it, <laughs> he's bragging. I wonder where that guy hauling ass from. Uh, <laughs> from uh, what did you say, Colorado Springs to Denver? <laughs> yep. Wonder where that guy from? Uh, let's pull up YouTube and punch uh, punch in hauling ass from Colorado Springs to Denver. Oh, here he is. <laughs> they could probably even just like triangulate who was moving from here to there that quickly in that exact time period. Watch the cell phone. Oh well. There's another story about um don't post evidence of foolishness online. This one comes from Utah. Where a teenager is now facing charges for taping fish to ATMs and police cars. The port is sounding strange tonight, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. I don't know what's up with I'll that. I'll give you a sad trombone for that. There's, there's a big bad boogeyman ghost in my machine. What can I say? You already said it. I'll hunt it down. I can't. Yeah, I'm just. I'm doing. We're show. doing it what live. Do we do? We're doing a show here. Uh, yeah. So this kid posted all these photos and videos doing it. Some of the fish he put cigarettes in their mouth. I thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> um, but they tracked his ass down and found you know a 17 year old boy behind all of these 13 insta- instances of fish being taped in places where fish just don't belong. Sticking fish up here, man. So. Now he's facing two charges of property damage, which out of 13 fish taped up, I guess that's not too bad. Uh, and that was, of course, referred to the juvenile justice and youth services. Um, but the charges stem from the cost of cleanup, which is such an eye roller. What does it take to un- just peel a fish off of that, spray it down, and wipe it? I guess whatever you're paying the maintenance guy to do that for you. 
So I don't know, but I guess this case closed all the way back in December, but um, someone just caught wind of it and the police department is not speaking on it because it's still being processed. Yeah, it's still under investigation. Can't make comment. Yeah. Hilariously, though, he's inspired other uh, fish bandits. Oh, no. For lack of a better term. Oh, there. no. Yep. The latest. He's turned it into a TikTok challenge. Great. Yeah, you know. Here we go. Tape fish in places. Fish taping. I could think of worse things to do. <laughs> it's just pretty goofy. It's that's silly. All. Yeah. It's criminal mischief. It is criminal mischief. <laughs> Some fucking Wario style shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what style shit this next one is. <laughs> this comes from Overland Park, Kansas. Okay. There was a couple who had their father, well... The wife's father was living with them. And he had a pacemaker. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's old. Family members would reach out and they would just give them a bunch of excuses about why he couldn't take a phone call or visit. And so people started to get a little suspicious. Well, come to find out... Their dad died, the woman's dad, he died in 2016 at the age of 81, uh, according to his pacemaker, and they let his body just mummify on his bed for all that time so that they could keep collecting his retirement checks for six (laughs) years. But it all came to a head because the son-in-law, her husband, called the police to report his death in 2022. He narked on himself. (laughs) I was just doubling down on the womp womps. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was very womped. It was super womped. And they are appearing in federal court to face their charges this Friday. But how spooky is that? Pretty spooky, my friend. You just let the body rot and mummify on a... Ugh. I don't know how you live with yourself with that. That would freak me the fuck out. No way, no how. But hey, over six years, they got like $216,000 from Social Security. So, uh... It's a good run. I guess that's how they were living in Overland Park. Yeah. It's expensive (laughs) over there. That was a nice part of uh, Kansas City Metro. If I do say so myself. And this next story comes with a clip. Jenny Hazard's 16-year-old Shih Tzu Bear has always loved adventure. When he was younger, he was a runner. Hazard thought that was a thing of the past until Wednesday night. It was kind of just getting dark. Um, I was outside with all three dogs. One minute Bear was there and the next... I'm looking and where's Bear? The gate was cracked open and Bear was nowhere to be found. After about 15 or 20 minutes, I was just in tears. I was just... Because he's old, he's got a heart condition. Fearing the worst, Hazard asked people on social media to be on the lookout. Between driving and walking and looking anywhere we could think of. He can't go far in snow. I'm like, where could he have gone, right? Right. Being the social butterfly he is. We get a text and they said, your dog is down at Finks. (laughs) 
Bear was just out for a cold one. Great, I'm relieved. He's at the He's bar. okay, but what's he doing in a bar? <laughs> a friend of a friend sent Hazard this photo of Bear having the time of his life at Fink's bar. That's a mile away from home. They took good care of him, and I guess um, he was pretty popular. While it remains a mystery <laughs> how he got there. Old man breaks free, goes to bar. <laughs> the good news is Bear made it home safe. I'm just so grateful. And had quite the adventure along the way. And had a good time. He was actually inside Finks with a group of girls going bar hopping. She thinks they must have seen him on the street after he got out of the backyard and brought him in to have a good time. Hey, <laughs> you know what they mean. Yeah, there was no bear there. He was at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> bar crawling with a bunch of uh, bitches. <laughs> loose women. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like something R. Murphy would do. He's a pretty good bar dog. He's a great bar dog. Yeah, yeah this little guy, he's a shih tzu too. It triggered me, though. It reminded me of one time these drunk girls tried to steal one of the bartender's dogs out of the bar that we that you worked at oh, yeah. in Columbia. I about lost my shit. That was the first time I thought I was going to get in a bar fight. That dog is claimed. Yeah. Hands off that dog. Get your paws off that dog. Drunk women love dogs. They love them. And they just don't <laughs> understand. You can't take things that aren't yours. They love them too much. Yeah. Uh, did you see that the first human has been outfitted with a Neuralink? I did. Oh, my God. I did see this. Yeah. You know, we're just uh, trying to help the paralyzed be not paralyzed anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Keep a close eye on it. The uh, road to hell is paved with good intentions, is what comes to my mind yeah. when I see stories like this. Because I saw they were taking applications to be the first human to get the chip in your brain. Can you imagine and all the people like pushing each other out of the way to be the first one to get a neural link? Oh, yeah, I want to be the first one to get the first version. Yeah, well, I the, mean, the it's trials creepy were no matter how good they make it, but to be the first guy, <sighs> yeah, nah, no, nah, thank nah, you, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, the trials were only open to individuals who had quadriplegia, <laughs> quadriplegics, due mm. to ALS or a spinal cord injury. So it was a small group that could get it, and you know the pitch was. Maybe we can undo some of the paralysis. Or at least that's my understanding of this pitch. Gotcha. And why people would be excited to get it. Well, that part makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Start with the vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. That is a powerful motivator, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Will it work? You know what else is a powerful motivator? What? Buried treasure. There is a Connecticut man, a 62-year-old man, who, eh, this family, they wake up in the morning, they look out, see this old man digging up their front yard. So when they go outside to confront him, hey, why are you digging up the front yard? He started threatening them with a rock rake that he was holding and yelling profanities at the kids and the dad. So, of course, the cops get called, and when they show up... Yeah, the neighbor says... These folks are pirates. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. 
So he got taken in. He was 62 <laughs> years young, like I said. And um, he later told the police that he was digging because he believed they were trying to install a water line, which is a lot lamer uh, of a reason to dig up, a, you know, your neighbor's yard. Um, but he is now being charged with risk of injury, second degree threatening, fourth degree criminal mischief, breach of peace, and simple trespass. However, there is no answer as to whether or not the neighbors are pirates. It's still a mystery. Police didn't look into that. I mean, why wouldn't they be? He said they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are whatever you say they are, right? They are. If they weren't. Shivering then my why? timbers already, bro. Why would he say they were? Mm-hmm. They weren't. Bunch of scallywags. And finally, as we're about to enter February, the dark month, the uh, Valentine's month, mm-hmm. there's lots of <laughs> groups out there, especially nonprofits, working on their pitches, trying to get some money, trying to feed off of the festering pangs of failed love by telling people hey for a small fee you can take revenge on your ex wouldn't you like to do that and one of the groups that i'm seeing do it the most this year are animal shelters oh no you know the zoos kind of started it they said you can name a cockroach after one of your exes and then we will feed it to a reptile at our zoo and you can watch the cockroach named your ex get eaten that's pretty stupid i don't know who would do that but okay People did. Chalker. Um, Show me on the cockroach where Brian hurts you. Oh, my goodness. And so I found some examples of these adoption centers doing this. Like, oh, you can name a feral cat after your ex and then have it spayed or neutered. Okay. You know? Some kind of sick like, fantasy. Yeah. Only 50 bucks to spay or neuter a feral cat <laughs> named Brian. What a great idea whatever. for a fundraiser, man. Hey, come and uh, project all your baggage onto an innocent animal. This animal. <laughs> Another and watch one? it die or get its balls cut off. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah. Uh, another one was saying, like, oh, for $5, we will write your ex's name on the inside of a litter box so you can watch <laughs> animals defecate on it. Hey, Let's buy a bunch of urinal cakes with your ex's name on it because you're so fucking obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah, that seems very unhealthy, my man. To take it a step further, they're finding a lot of people aren't putting their ex's name on the litter box. They're actually, like, going way further with their trauma and putting things like, I don't know, childhood cancer (laughs) as one. Like, fuck cancer. Let's watch a cat shit on cancer or... You know, dementia, or one of the p- most popular ones, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I was going to guess Gronald Grumpf. Ooh, that's probably oh, a big Grumpf. one. Grumpf! Grumpf. Yeah. Oh, man, people and their money. <laughs> I just... I hate this thing a lot, so I can't stop talking about it. Yeah. I am a person. A real person. With no fun in my life, I guess. Cause oh, man. Who wants to fester on that yeah, stuff and man. pay yeah, man. and give it energy and it's- think about it <laughs> and watch animals poop on it? It's pretty weird, man. Just be happy. Just be happy. Now, there's a concept. <laughs> now, there's a concept. 
<sighs> well, I'm happy. We made it to the finish line. That's right. Despite the ops trying to get at us. We're just going to keep on bowling. You know us. Yeah. Ops be damned. Yeah. Things that used to upset me. Just roll right off down the lanes now. They have no power over us. That's right. We're just keeping it chill. And uh, we encourage you to keep it chill. Keep it real. We'll be around. Next Tuesday. Maybe the Tuesday after that, huh? Maybe the Tuesday after that, huh? Certainly after that. Maybe all those Tuesdays. Coming to you. Same bowl time. Same bowl streams. Till then. Don't let your memes be dreams. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll always be your Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Okay, another heritage. There it is.